do it. fucking very I like I just like the vibe of it oh yeah it's fun it sounds great oh it's good they were at First Avenue um, and my ex it was like Andrew they opened for Andrew McMahon which was like uh, okay Jack's mannequin he was the lead singer of, oh, and then he went okay. solo but like I had no idea I love this song yeah. and I had no idea they were opening and we get there and they're like Riz Folk is walking off the stage finishing their set and I'm like <laughs> I got dragged to an Andrew McMahon show and I didn't even get to see fucking Grizz Folk we're the official podcast of Grizz Folk rip off yeah but this one's called Shaky in the Knees Andrew McMahon it sounds like a golfer yeah he really is <laughs> more than a rock singer you've been watching the Masters no <laughs> oh, okay you don't like golf do you nah you know your golf clubs are still in my fucking garage they are Get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to text the other day. Can I throw these out? I'll take them with me. Oh, they're I have, hanging there. I fucking hate golf. <laughs> Why do you have like, golf clubs? There is. Well, they were my grandparents. No. They like didn't use them anymore. So they're like, yeah, here you go. You can have them. Have you ever used them? I think once. Yeah. But I'm six fucking four. And my grandparents were like, I don't know, a little bit taller than you. So like. I don't know if they fit. You got to go get some custom clothes. I'm just not using them right. You probably got to get some longer. But that's clubs. the thing. Every single time I've golfed, I've used normal clubs, and everybody that I've golfed with has just been like, "No, you just got to bend your knees more. Just bend your knees more." But then it looks like I'm squatting when I'm taking a well, swing. Well, that's easy to say when uh, you know you don't have to really strain yourself to bend your knees. Yeah, as somebody who's of average height. Yes. Now, I've like if you gave me like a kids club, like it would not be comfortable to swing yes. those. It's not comfortable to bend your knees. You know, you do have to bend your knees when you yeah, swing a bit. You I can't be stiff. That. Yeah. But no, you don't want to. But it, when it looks like I'm taking a shit in the woods, yeah, like, no, that's then not... I think I need a longer club. Yeah, you got to get some longer clubs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> no. Anyways, this song is this, this is a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> oh, it'll get you there. Just listen to that intro. Hold on here. Hold on here. Just okay. let's do it again. This is the one song we're gonna get copyright tagged for. <laughs> Listen to that. Whoa! Stop. Oh yeah. Anyways, speaking um, of concerts coming up, uh, Bree's birthday was last week. For a gift, where I are got you going? Two tickets to Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, oh, you're going to Gord? I'm going to Gord. When is that? I think it's June sometime. But she did say, because I was talking about your affinity for Gordon Lightfoot as well. I love well. Gord. And I told her that you and your mom both, like, share a love of Gord. So she said to complete her gift, you got to get tickets and bring your mom to Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> we'll go all, 
We'll all go out to dinner before. <laughs> I'm scared of that. Why? I don't know. I don't. I can't be myself around my parents. Sure you can. No, I can't. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in hell right now. You know why? You know who's coming here later today. <laughs> yeah. Dad. Oh, I can't wait for those stories. And he wants to get a pizza pie. <laughs> so we're going to watch the Timberwolves game. What's your dad's toppings? What's your dad's topping selection on pizza? It was whatever Tomer wants. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's just Christ wafers all yeah. over the thing. Ooh. <laughs> I've never had a good Christ wafer. <laughs> I know. You Catholic? Oh yeah, you are okay. Yeah, we've talked yeah. at length about this. Okay, I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, we do religion. My eyes begin yeah, to roll yeah. in the back of my head. No, but never had a great wafer. You know? Yeah. Do you know what always throws you? Every once in a while, you go to like a Lutheran service and they serve bread, ah, like yeah. actual bread. Yeah. Have you gotten that before? Uh, no, I've heard of it. I freaked me out. Yeah. Holy Wonder Bread. You know, just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. put a little peanut butter on it. <laughs> I like a little peanut butter with my Christ. Now, the great thing is, Catholics believe that that, that, that is actually the body of Jesus Christ. Yeah, isn't that called? Trans- Transfiguration. Transfiguration, Something yeah. like that. Um, they love transfiguration, but they don't love trans people. <laughs> Make <laughs> sense of that! Co-figure. Wild. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but your mom... I'm so, I'm so fucking tired today. Oh, yeah. I, re- I, re- I tripped across something today that shook me to my core. First of all, I'm tired of fucking white people. Oh, yeah. And this fucking, like, anti-trans sentiment going on here now, and anybody that supports trans people is apparently a groomer. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. But tripping across this on Twitter, just the horrors of Twitter that I was seeing. Um, One, I tripped across one thing from Elon Musk, where he tweeted out, like, uh... Statistics are factual 69.420% of the time. Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) He's like a 55-year-old guy with hair implants (laughs) who got rich off PayPal and then tells a bunch of engineers to make rockets. Yeah. He fucking sucks. He's like literally like... An epic 2010 meme guy. Yeah. Like, honestly, I thought he was going to tweet out a pic- picture of, like, bacon. Like, a stack of bacon on a cheeseburger. And be like, oh, epic sauce or something. He sucks so much ass. He has bamboozled dumb people into thinking that he is, in fact, Tony Stark. Yes. Like, they think that he is the man who built the first Tesla. Yes. All by himself. You know what? I hope that he tries to make, like, an Iron Man suit. <laughs> And I hope that he gets in it, and I hope it malfunctions and shoots him out into the vacuum of space. No, what I hope is... And then then he just goes straight into the sun. Do you remember in uh, uh, Iron Man 2 when there's the, like, (laughs) the the guy... uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. (laughs) I need it. It's a good good audio. Uh, I'm just getting started. (laughs) I am. The next thing I saw... What was the character in Iron Man 2... That is the like the bad knock, guy, the knockoff Tony Stark, the main antagonist. In the second one, it was Mickey Rourke. No, but the the like Tony Stark equivalent, but bad. It was paid played by um uh, Nick Nolte, uh, Sam Rockwell. Oh, I forget his name. I forget the name. I know what you're saying now. Though, but yeah. when they were showing the montage of his versions of the Iron Man suit, and there's the one that just turns the guy. Yeah. <laughs> breaks his torso yeah <laughs> like that's what i want to happen to elon musk yeah so he sucks yeah um but speaking okay before that i wonder if this is the new story you're talking about did you see that 
I think he's some representative from like Tennessee. No, it was not that. So okay, so uh, let me do my thing quick, and then you can guess because I have a feeling we're gonna. All right. So I don't know. Apparently, conservatives are uh, boycotting Disney now. Like, oh no, you know, uh, because <laughs> yeah. they. I guess they spoke out against the Florida bill. I'm guessing. Yeah. Finally. Um, it's about fucking time. Yeah, and I just I you know I try not to click the trending topics, but I clicked it, and one of the top tweets I saw. And I had forgotten this person existed. And when I saw that they existed again, I immediately just went into a shell and just wanted to scream. Dave Rubin. Oh, yeah. D- if you don't know who Dave Rubin is, he is the most milk toast. like, having their... I swear to God, know what this guy does every morning? He gets up and he sticks his head in a fucking microwave. <laughs> He's a failed stand-up comedian, for one. He's a failed stand-up comedian. Um... Who has just, like, gone down the right-wing rabbit hole. Like, he was like this guy that started off like, I just want to have conversations. What's funny is watching <laughs> watching how he transformed. Because it honestly started off as that. Of just, yeah, like, no. It started what? off as he was on, like, he was like some, like, fucking throwaway guy on the Young Turks. Yep. Which is, like, a left uh, YouTube yes. channel. But he saw, like, Chink, who is the, uh, the head guy of the Young Turks had, like, some sort of conversation with Sam Harris. Yep. And it got contentious um, between the two of them. And apparently, according to Dave Rubin, he took such great offense to it that he's like, I don't want to work here anymore. And so he started his own show. And I remember his first guest was Sam Harris. And they just had a conversation. I say what you will about Sam Harris. There's many sides to take. He says (laughs) some things where I'm like, that makes sense. And then he says some things where I'm like, well, that just comes off a little like, why are you saying that for one? It's kind of a little Islamophobic. He's, he's an odd duck. Um, but before you know it, he's literally just having on like Larry Elder. <laughs> <laughs> Who's just like, and like he'll have Ben Shapiro. And it's like, dude, Ben Shapiro, like to his face said like, oh, I don't know if I could go to dinner with you and your husband. He's gay, by the way. That's that's. One of the greatest moments in internet history is Dave Rubin interviewing Ben Shapiro saying, like, yeah, but, you know, if if I would invite you to, to my wedding, you'd come to that, right? Me, and, uh, me yeah. and my husband. And Ben's like, nope. I'm sorry. I like I'm sorry. I like you, Dave. <laughs> but I no, I, I would have to think about that. I, yeah. I'm not I, I'm not comfortable going to that. And he's like, it's- yeah, but we're good friends. And you know me and I know you and. You know, I think he'd like my husband, so you could come to our wedding. Now, I think Ben goes home and talks about how horrible of a person you are. <laughs> yes. Probably, and, like, talks to his wife uh, about how awful you are. He's a fucking nerd. He's just this sycophant. <laughs> oh, Ben Shapiro? Yeah. yeah he sucks he's ass, such dude. a fucking He sucks dweeb. so much ass. <laughs> all these guys suck, dude. They all suck so much but ass. For some reason, Ben Shapiro just, he makes me laugh because of what a fucking nerd he is. He's so boring. He's just so dweeby. You know what I love about the, the just the idea of Ben Shapiro? Like, this guy, and I, I've only seen clips of his show. I've never sat down and listened to the whole thing. I can't imagine it's anything more than him just what you see in the clips. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's so funny to me that, like, his listener base is a bunch of fucking chuds chewing on skull in their fucking truck. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like... If they ever saw this guy in person and, like, tried to talk to him, they would be like, I fucking hate this I dude. saw someone point out something, like, during this Disney thing that happened last week. Ben Shapiro on his show talked about, like, 
There's a clip of some representative from Disney saying they're going to s- instruct their, their employees to stop saying ladies and gentlemen, like when they're giving presentations, and they're, it's, they're changing it to something more all-inclusive. And it's nothing. It's barely a change. It's just a word. Like, this, is, this, is, this is just standard corporate, like, the waves of society changing corporate speech. Yeah. This and, is, it's nothing. And he, someone pointed out, even, it looked like Ben Shapiro was like, not, he was barely able to get outraged at it. Like, he started off strong and was like, oh, yes, this is great. We're changing language again. Like, this is changing something that's been here for years. And then he just, like, slowly pattered off and was like, well, well, I, I and like just nothing he couldn't even bring himself to stay outraged by it well the the greatest thing about the floor thing was the group of teachers that sent out a letter to all the parents in their district um and how like they're like oh so we can't discuss gender and this and that you know that's what basically and they're doing it because they don't want anybody to talk about like oh gay people exist so they're like okay uh we can't refer to your child as pro- as like their gender pronouns anymore because we're not allowed to talk about this so like if you're little billy we're not going to become little billy he anymore yeah they're like well we're, we've been told by the state we can't do this so they just flipped down on its fucking head it's the great it's one of the better letters i've read in a while it's fucking great <laughs> so hey hey you want to you want to pass this dystopian bullshit yeah Let's go all out, who baby. Who the fuck in second grade is talking about this shit anyways? It doesn't exist, you fucking idiots! Well, what you're talking about, how, like, they, uh, the Republicans of this country, they've somehow been able to frame everything as anybody that isn't a straight, heterosexual person is a child groomer. Yeah, what the is fuck is this? fucking bizarre. But the craziest part is, while that's happening, Tennessee... Completely like did away with. Uh, oh, is that age the child marriage law shit? Yeah. Oh my god. And there's the representative. The story that I saw that was fucking bonkers is this representative, John Rose. And okay, I have not fact checked this. This is strictly what I've just kind of heard is this through a the Tennessee internet. State representative of some kind. I believe so. Okay. Uh, met his now wife when she was. 15, 17. How old was he? Like 45 or something what like that. What the fuck? And like met at a like or like some kind of event where he was there as a representative, but she was like participating. I think it was like a 4-H thing or something. And so they met and there's pictures of them together where she's like, looks like she can't even drive. She's so young. And then I don't know how many years later they get hitched. Okay. That that's I mean if he's forty five and she's fifteen and they eventually get married, sorry that's textbook grooming. It's fucking insane. You know, and it's funny like these fucking conservatives are so obsessed with this like grooming stuff and all these things and these like weird statistics where they're like millions of kids go missing every year. It, one that is the dumbest statistic. What that means is there's millions of reported children missing. So like. If they leave the house for two hours and the parents like, I don't know where the kid went, and they call the cops, that counts. If millions of kids were literally just disappearing every year, (laughs) like, do they have no concept of numbers? (laughs) Like, can you imagine millions, like literal cities worth of children (laughs) just just disappearing? Where the fuck did they go? They're so dumb. They're the dumbest people on earth. But it's just like the greatest thing is about it. Any time that I've seen a politician, like, legitimately do something that would be considered, like, gross, it's always a fucking Republican! Yeah, I know. 
It's fucking insane. Like Dennis fucking, what's the one guy? The guy, the guy that was like the speaker of the fucking house. Dennis Kucinich? No, not Dennis Kucinich. <laughs> Is it Hastert? I don't remember. Dennis Hastert. Hold on. We're Googling him because he's a piece of shit. Dennis Hastert. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Hastert is an American pol politician and convicted felon who represented Illinois' 14th Congressional District from 1987 to 2007 and served as the 51st Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. Oh, yes. He was the longest-serving Republican Speaker in House history, and he is a convicted pedophile. He is in prison. <laughs> yes. For convicted. This isn't even allegations. This is... He went to court. He's in fucking jail. Yeah. He's guilty. I, it's just... It's absurd. It's it's all so absurd. And they are the worst fucking actors on earth. But you know what? It riles up their fucking base. This base that they will abuse until the end of time. And they do not give a shit about you. They will never vote in your interest. Wake the fuck up! Well, it's, it's textbook. It's been working since the 60s. It's They create problems where there's no problems, and then they stoke anger around them, and then they completely divert from actual problems that need solving. Yes! I told you I was in a mood. Yeah, you are. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> well, better... And bet it's all because I realized Dave Rubin exists. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hit a mental block. Like, I forgot about... Apparently, his new book came out. But do you know... And it's called Don't Burn Down This Country. And he sent out, like, special book packaging to the people that pre-ordered it. And when they open it up, it looks like a matchbox when they yeah. open up this guy's book. It's like, guess what it says under the cover when you open it up? Not. Uh, it, no, it says. Uh, <laughs> it says the dystopian future that we feared is here. Yeah. It, they're so like 1984 George Orwell. Shut the fuck up. People always say sex sells. Do you know what sells better than sex? Fear. Like they've demonstrated that perfectly. Let's just sell but out. But do you know what the you best what? is? No, fuck it. Let's just sell out. Let's just become chuds. It would be so easy. It would be so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. It would be so easy. It's so easy. But the best is Dave Rubin. Or wait, no, 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 no. What? Yeah, it's Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin just announced him and his husband are going to have a child, like through artificial insemination. And the best is when that news broke, Go and read the comments that his followers like posted on his wall. It's fucking ridiculous. Like you reap what you sow, and this is what he's got now. And I doubt that he cares. Well, if you have no more, if you have no moral compass, and you're just happy to collect a check, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, whatever. I guess you know. Well, better late than never. Welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. Uh, what we do here? <laughs> well, you're Tom. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. Well, I'm having a good day. <laughs> 18 minutes in, we get to talk about yeah, a Star know, Wars podcast. Uh, I'm going to put it in front of the show as I've been doing, but go support the Amidala Initiative because fuck yes, these conservatives. Please. Fuck them right in their fucking ass. They're fucking pricks. They're heartless pricks. Yep. They don't want anyone to exist that is not white Christians. That's it. That's the ultimate goal. It really is. They yeah. want a fucking Christian apostate. Yep. That's what they want. They would be very happy with that. Oh, they would be extremely happy with it. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's funny because they're just falling on, like, banana peels because they can't. Because <laughs> <laughs> society is not going to go with them. <laughs> yeah. They will always lose. They've lost the culture war. It's gone. Oh, yeah. 
But it's just like this continuation to try to bring it back. Well, yeah. And now they're going about changing, uh, <laughs> like, gerrymandering everything to shit. So, like, even if there is an overwhelming majority that wants oh, something, yeah. thing, no. they don't get it. No, we're still going to be politically ruled by them. Yeah. Based on their fucking just bullshit fucking strategies. Just to fucking negate legitimate votes. Yeah. I'm well, still waiting for that whole uh, election was stolen proof, by the way. Yeah. Speaking of backward-ass states, uh, a couple of weeks, Bree and I are taking a vacation, going to Austin. Austin, Texas. Yeah. Um, you should say how to depress Kenobi while you're done. I was going to say, if anybody's got any recommendations, send them through. Uh, I've been to Austin. Oh, you have? Yeah. When did you go to Austin? My buddy got married down there. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's, a, it's like a little liberal oasis in the oh, middle yeah, of yeah. Texas. Um, I've heard 6th Street is good. Okay. Uh. <laughs> well, the thing That's that... like the... 6th Street is the like um, the uh, default tourist attraction in Austin. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. The thing that, I, that we're trying to work out now is hotels are f- ridiculously expensive. Um, and we do have... My cousin lives in Austin, so we're going to like meet up with her. But Bree also has friends... Me and her have friends that live in Houston... And Houston's like a three-hour drive away, I think. So we originally were planning on flying into Austin and then flying back from Austin. But uh-huh. now I'm thinking of renting a car, landing in Austin, driving to Houston, and maybe staying a couple of nights with our friends there. Okay. Checking out Houston, because we're going to be there for almost a week. So I figure we could split the trip up. Austin. Okay. Well, yeah, Dallas is north of Austin. That's where DK is. Yeah, I think Houston is... Houston is in the southeast, southeast of it's in Austin. The, it's in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, uh, Austin's like dead in the middle. Yeah, if you go an hour south, you'd get to San Antonio. Yep, um, you but could go Houston, to Six Flags. I think Houston's still like third biggest city in the U.S. Something like that. Houston's huge. Yeah, I so think like, it's the fourth biggest city now. It might be bigger in Chicago actually now. Yeah, I thought it was Chicago dropped. I think it's third or fourth. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we're talking about possibly going to Houston for like two days out of the trip and checking Houston out and then going back to Austin and like visiting in Austin and then flying back from there. Houston's but it sucks because apparently... I've looked into changing our flights and I somehow got a great deal on Southwest tickets into Austin. But if I'm trying to like find any other flight into any other city, it's not possible. Like they're all in the upper 200s and there's at least one stop. So. Uh-huh. Houston's the fifth largest metro area. So behind L.A., New York, Chicago. Here's your rankings. Uh, this is metro area, not city. Okay. Um, it's New York, Los Angeles, Chicago still three. Uh, Dallas is four. Houston ah. is five. You want to guess what six is? Oh, this is fun. Atlanta. Nope. Oh, really? D.C. Oh, okay. Atlanta's eight. Okay. You're close. Philadelphia is seven. Philadelphia. Yeah. And uh, Miami is nine, and Phoenix rounds out the top ten. Oh, okay. Uh, you want to bet where we are? 17th. You were close. We're 16th. Okay. Uh, we're, we're sandwiched between old Seattle, those weird hippies out there, <laughs> and San Diego. What about St. Louis? Where's that on there? Oh, that's going to be down. I bet you that's 21. 21, okay. St. Louis. You got any more? Any, mm-hmm. any other ones you're curious Milwaukee. about? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. That's going to be low. Uh, 40. 40. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee. once you factor in, like, I don't think people understand that 
Minneapolis and St. Paul are basically one city. Like yeah. it is a giant metro area. Yeah, it's and once it's big here, once it gets split up into two cities on the rankings, we are never that. <laughs> no, like we're the 16th large, but I think Minneapolis is the 46th largest city. Yeah, which you know you're kind of like, oh, that's not that big. But when you get here, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. So lot. yeah, if anybody has any recommendations for the Austin and or Houston oh. area, let me know. Yeah, Depressed Kenobi. You should round up Adam. Have down. we heard about Depressed Kenobi and how she's recovering from her wisdom teeth extraction? As far as I know, doing well. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Um, Kenobi Babe is actually going to be in the Twin Cities. Yes, I um, saw that. And I was like, you stop by Cedar Cliff? Oh, <laughs> she has to. Yeah. Now, Cedar Cliff is not a far jaunt from the airport. It really isn't. No. You could make that in an Uber trip. Yeah, I think you would just go 77 South. Yep. Uh, 494 to 77 South. You follow that down, get into Egan. 77 South, that's not a that's a pretty smooth ride, too. Oh, yeah. That's a smooth ride, unless you're in the middle of the weekday. I just took that. I came here through that exact route. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love 77 South. So, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad job. No. Be a good job. Do we know when? I I don't know. Okay. Uh, update us, Kenobi Babe. Yeah. Uh, let us know. Kenobi Babe, we got plenty of racks, too. There's yeah. Some other collectible stores. You got to go. <laughs> got to go to Zero. When I was like, oh, you got to go to Cedar Cliff. I tried to temper expectations. Like, now, this is really just like your 500 square foot collectible store. <laughs> yeah. The thing that puts it over the top is Cedar Cliff guy. <laughs> yes, he does. But it's just, it's not. I don't want, if you're ever in town, I don't want you thinking you're walking into a palace. Oh, no, no, no. It's very small. He has a <laughs> very good collection, though. He yeah. has some, like, rare shit. And the strip mall itself is, like, this dated 1980s. <laughs> it's it's right. kind of a depressing strip mall, to be honest. It's right next to a quilting shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there'd be a, you know, we always talk about opening up a store. That I bet you that's not exactly the most expensive real estate. No, I one. bet it's not. You know, we would probably have to open up a strip in fucking, like, Blaine. And, like, one of those old ratty things. Yep. Anytime I see, like, a space release somewhere, I'm like, oh, that would make a good collectible store. Yeah. Oh, it's coming by. The, the crazy thing is every time I look for collectible stores yeah. in the Twin Cities, there's, like, I don't know, four or five in the metro area. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, ten baseball card shops. Like, for some reason, like, baseball cards are, like, exclusive. Like, cards are a big deal still. Yeah, but, like, they are specifically baseball card shops like there's no other diversification there's weird only baseball cards. yeah no they gotta have other cards there i don't know i don't get it i don't get it i don't get it either um people really like their sportsmen no i went down by lake harriet uh yesterday and there was this space kind of like you know lake harriet's near edina um which sucks but <laughs> <laughs> there was a space there i was like this would be an immaculate fucking collectible shop like it was it was that trendy dyna vibe yep and i was like oh this would be like if you put like a nerd and out style store in there oh that's your home run hit <laughs> yeah oh i got eyes i got I, eyes i had to look it up the quilt store that's next to cedar cliff is called quilt cove <laughs> <laughs> it's the cove <laughs> and then it, right it's it's between Quilt Cove and a Dollar Tree. Yeah. And then right next to Quilt Cove on the other side is a tobacco store. Yes. <laughs> so this is like your traditional, like, depressing fucking strip mall. Yes. Like, if I stared at it for 10 minutes, 
my heart would sink. <laughs> I, I, I would just be like, this is sad. God, but he's the best. I, it is. It is. He is the best. But Egan is just one of those suburbs where I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Egan's fucking huge. It too. is huge, but it's also depressing. Oh, yeah. It's just I, it's just there's a few suburbs that just don't do it for me, yeah. man. Egan, Blaine. Ugh. It's like cul-de-sac central. There yeah. Too. And it's it. I think it's always overcast. I've yeah. never. <laughs> <laughs> I've never drove out to Egan where the sun is shining. Yeah, there's al- it's always overcast. Um. Anyways, what are we talking? While we're about? on Cedar Cliff. Oh yeah. All right, uh, this is the Clonecast field trip segment, so what do you got for us, Adam? <laughs> so on the way here today, I swung by and said hi to our good pal, Steve at Cedar Cliff. He's a good man. He's a good man. And it, this is there's not so much in this trip, but there were a couple of highlights. So when I walked in, first song that was blaring, he had the classic rock going. He had Hello Goodbye on. Ooh! Hello Goodbye was blaring out of those speakers. He's in a Beatles mood, huh? Yeah. Hold on, I want to get some Steve vibe here. There we go. <laughs> um, and then as soon as I walked in, I went to the Star Wars figure section, which is like right into the left. And as like within the first two minutes I was there, he like stood up from behind the register, came over and he was doing like inventory. So he was like putting sets so scene for me. Is there a lackey today? No lackey. Just, just him. Steve. But there were it's what Sunday now. So there's there was more customers in there than no oh. but he he walks up he was, so is he on his best behavior yeah <laughs> a little bit i don't think he cares <laughs> i really don't think yeah. he does um but yeah so he walks up gets up he was packaging up some used figures so he, he comes up next to me puts like two used star wars figures on the hangers <laughs> he said now, who has two Mara Jades? Now, that's a real store. And he put two Mara Jade figures on the <laughs> He was like, that's what other stores dream about. <laughs> were they open? Well, they were like, you know, the used figures that they put in, like, like the plastic cases. Like, yeah. so they're nice, but they're not, like, in the factory yeah. I think Mara Jade, that's probably a Power of the Force series, I, I think so. Yeah. They were older figures, but yeah, good shape. Still, there was purple lightsabers. Nice. I'm glad he's proud of. You know, there's one thing can be said about Cedar Cliff guy. He is proud of his store. Oh, he he takes pride in that. Now you did pick up a little uh, golden nugget from. Oh there, yeah, not? yeah, yeah. So I got uh, last time I was in there, I saw it too, but I just pulled the trigger on it. I got a Sabine Wren Black Series. Very cool. And now I've become a little familiar with Sabine. Yeah, because I have, as we mentioned in previous episodes, I have uh, you know just been watching the first episode on the over loop and over and over because again. I can't go any further yep. than that because we're going to be starting Rebels on May 4th. Yep. Um, but I've also watched though. Did you watch the shorts yet? No, not yet. Okay. All of so that's coming up. Sabine short is she like tags a tie fighter. Yep. Uh, with uh, you know, it, it's like a rebel logo, but it's also like she's a got phoenix. her own flair. A yeah. phoenix. Yeah. Um. So she's tagging it, and I also noticed in the ghost, her seat is like, <laughs> it looks like um. It's an interesting hodgepodge of like, uh, you know, there's like a some design. She's pl- they're playing up like this '50s greaser or something with her. She's big on uh like street art. Yeah. So that's, she's the Banksy of the Star it's Wars a universe. Very, it's a recurring theme. Okay. Yeah, I got that vibe from what I've seen. Yeah. She's Banksy. Yeah. 
She's Banksy. So then after Hello Goodbye fades out. Ooh. Now Hello Goodbye is a hell that might be my favorite Beatles. It's a song. great song. Hell of a bass line. But on then that. another another banger comes on, Bad Company's shooting star. <laughs> and Steve was feeling this one. Cause he kept singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's give him one of these. Charles. <laughs> And it was at that point oh, I, he's the best. I started walking towards the back of the store and I just saw uh, like a mom and her and her small child. Like she walked up and asked if he, she could get a card out of the case. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, for sure. And so he like walked up, got the card out of the case. And as he was ringing him up, he looked at the kid who's probably seven. Mm-hmm. And he looks at the kid and he goes, now what did you do to deserve this? <laughs> <laughs> I like when Steve goes into Santa Claus mode. It's the best. <laughs> um. Yeah, so then after that, uh, I Want You by Bob Dylan came on. Okay, that's a good one. Yep. And then some Janis Joplin song I didn't recognize. Uh, then Ramblin' Man Ooh. came on. Okay. And it wrapped. Did he sing Ramblin' Man? Uh, it was like a slow hum, so okay. no no actual lyrics. I'd like to hear him like whistle during that. Yeah. You know. And then uh, Ramble On by Led Zeppelin closed Oh, out. getting heavy, huh? Yep. And so the other, the, the only other like things he said that I thought were interesting, is just out of nowhere I heard him say to himself, "No, that's fucking weird." <laughs> like he was going through cards or figures or something. <laughs> God, he can't help himself. And then as I checked out, so I got the Sabine Wren Black Series, and then I got uh, a hardcover deluxe copy of Batman: uh, The Long Halloween. Yes, which I've heard is a great. Yeah, that's a nice little great find. comic. I've ne- I've haven't read it yet, so yeah, that's a good find. Um, so as I put those up, he was like, "All right, y'all ready?" And I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Well, that didn't last long," and he was looking at the Batman comic. Oh, okay. And I was like, "Oh, really? You just get that in?" He was like, "Yeah, I had two of them." He was like, "I'm all about inventory." <laughs> God. Oh, <laughs> he was like, "I got a good inventory." He's like, if this we, is the most inventory I've had in a long time. I swear, if I ever have any kind of sway or influence, or if we ever get any, we have to no, uh, nominate this guy for like a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> he deserves it a hell of a lot more than Henry fucking Kissinger. <laughs> or well, Barack Obama, for that matter. Donald Trump was nominated, okay? Well, anybody is fucking yeah, nominated. Yeah, no, any, you know, yeah, I nominate Steve, yeah, Steve yeah. Cliff guy. We should formally nominate him. Hey, he's probably saved my life a few times. Yeah. Makes me happy on a day so when last, I'm pretty glum. The last thing he said to me was, uh, I, after I put my card in, as soon as it got approved, he like took my card out of the machine and he goes, all right, and it's all paid for, brah. <laughs> brah. <laughs> but he said it ironically. He wasn't actually calling me bro. He was being Steve about it. Oh, he is a fun God, one. he was the best. Nice. But while I was there, a couple other things that I thought I'd show you are, uh, so they had a... He's got a whole bunch of the... Do you know the Star Wars Unleashed series? Yeah. The action figures. I think he got the Kenobi. So, yeah. Yes. I also really wanted the Ventress one, but I have not pulled the trigger on it yet. Yes. So he has a ton of those. Oh, and really? there are two in particular that I thought were interest, interesting, but it is the mother and daughter horny collection. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Padme... Um, ripped uh, midriff from Attack of the Clones. Um, and then there's also the Leia in her Job of the Palace outfit. <laughs> yes. Um, and they Hux are looking Slayer. very buxom. Yes. Um, they, they really dolled them up. Um, 
They're very busty. Very busty. So How much are those running? The Padme's retailing for forty nine ninety nine. The Leia is ninety nine ninety nine. Ah, let's see. Princess Leia. I mean, he does his research. Uh, Force Unleashed series. Let's see here. Ah, Princess Leia Force Unleashed series. There you go. Ninety nine ninety nine on eBay. Damn. So the other thing, the last picture that I took, <laughs> he had a ton of new stuff. This is really over the top, this action figure. It really is. Good Lord. Go ahead. Last thing is, as he was checking me out, he was like ringing up my stuff and taking my credit card. As he was running it, I was able to snap a picture of what I saw behind, like, behind the desk in his area. Sure. And it harkens back to a previous story that we've told about him, but <laughs> do you see what those are? I mean, I see baseball bats. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the time he said he didn't want, he's not going to call the fucking cops. He's got baseball <laughs> bats back here and he has no problem using them. You remember that? Yeah. Those are the fucking baseball now, bats. Now that one on the right, that's an Easton and Easton makes aluminum bats. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bat from like that, literally that bat, I bet you it was manufactured between 1992 and 1995. He literally, he has a wooden bat and an aluminum bat just to whatever mood he's in when he wants yeah. to crush someone's skull. I think it depends on the weight of the person. <laughs> yeah. Like if it's not somebody's too heavy, he's probably going to pull the aluminum just for the quick hitter action of it, get a little more swing in it. But if he's got a heavier guy, you got to get some load behind it. Yeah. To get that wood. Nothing beats that crack of a wooden bat. <laughs> that sound that comes off that thing. You know what we should do? We should do some jackass shit and like just hire someone to try Steve sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> just try to run off with the ninety nine ninety nine Force Unleashed Leia. Like how long? Like what would it take to get him to the point of using one of those goddamn? Not things? much. <laughs> I know. No, honestly, the guy loves his inventory. Yes, he's all about. He product. said so himself. Yeah, I honestly think if you grabbed the Leia and tried running out the door, you could you would get swung on. Oh. God, I wonder how quick he'd be. You gotta get in there. I will. It's been a while. I know. I'll get in there. I'll get in there. Alright. I'll get in there. Uh, I guess I got some stuff to talk you about. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on. Get to it. I would like to see the baby. Perhaps the archives are incomplete. My grandpa always told me, don't watch your credits. Watch your health. More! More! A fine addition to my collection. Yeah. Alrighty. So, collectible corner. Um, this is where we talked about the various collectibles that we've wasted money on. <laughs> yeah, you got a couple of updates. I cracked open the UCS Star Destroyer. Well, before that, even. Well, we'll we'll just get that all the way quick. Oh, okay, okay. I started to build the first bag when you got here. Um, so it actually starts with the stand, probably because it's going to be so. Like it's, I, it's, it's just so big. It is massive. Now the first bag is a lot of the Legnotechnic stuff, which is like the you know like the little I don't know they're like rods? the L shaped and the rods oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And so you're not using a lot of standard Lego bricks to to make the core of this thing. Like it's a big boy. Oh yeah, I think it takes a lot to hold it together. So looking forward to it. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Um. But I did crack open the Daily Bugle in my deep depression. <laughs> and baby, I built. <laughs> and I built. And I, it's, a, it's a big fucking set. It is a beauty. It is amazing. Did you, did you have any idea that it was going to be that big? 
I mean, I looked up the dimensions on it because I literally had to rearrange our shelves in here to fit it. Yeah. Uh, it is a fucking mammoth. And the idea was we're like, oh, well, you got Vader's castle so you can start making a skyline. It dwarfs Vader's castle. Yeah. It's like twice the size of Vader's castle. That was my plan to get you to open the thing because you'd been talking about selling it for a while. Because <laughs> no, I just you my know, plan to get you to open it was I, I like like Inception. I planted a thought in your head. Of like, yeah, but if you had you got Vader's castle up there, if you get the bugle next to it, and then eventually the Tower of Orthanc, all three of them next to each other, that's gonna make hell of a yeah. skyline. I don't know. I mean, I'm I've I've been thinking of strategies to to get that going with Vader's castle. Granted, I mean, you go to a city skyline, the certain skyscrapers are taller than the others. But it's just, when you're dealing with, like, a handful of sets here, it's jarring how much well, bigger it is. The thing about it, it, it's like, if you think about it perspective-wise, it just means you're standing closer to the bugle than you are the castle. Sure. Castle's back in the background. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, but right now, uh, the bugle stands tall and stands alone. The Tower of Orthanc will flirt with that size. Yeah. Um, the Tower of Orthanc... Now, the thing that puts the bugle over the top... Um, it has the uh, antenna on the top, um, and that really gives it some real height there. Yeah. Um, if you just count to like the top, you know, to the to the to the ceiling of it, it's it's you know it's still big boy, but that antenna gives it like another close to a foot. <laughs> this thing's huge. <laughs> the minifigs are the minifigs something to behold. Are amazing. I mean, dude, there's so many. You know what? I but as I got further through it, and there's like seven minifigs in there that are kind of like throwaways. Like, oh, it's the paper boy. Oh, yeah. it's the taxi driver and stuff. Like, that's cool. Like, whatever. There's a lot of cool minifigs in there. But it's just like you couldn't give me a vulture. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, why is the vulture not in there? Yeah. Which I found just absurd. Isn't he an original member of the, the Sinister, Sinister Six? Six? Yeah. yeah. And so I was just kind of like, you got Mysterio, you got the Green Goblin. The Goblin is just fucking choice, man. Yeah. It's so cool. The way that they have him flying outside the thing and the like yeah. rubble coming off of it, it, it looks really great. cool. Yeah. Um, the Doc Ock is pretty cool as well. Sandman's really awesome, Sandman, too. they're unique. That's yeah. the thing about them. These are like really unique minifigs. Um, but then there's also like Blade is in there. Carnage and Venom are in there. Um it's it, I don't. It's just a fucking great set. Oh yeah, um, Spider Gwen. I saw yes. in there. Spider Gwen, Miles Morales, Daredevil. Um, Daredevil's cool. Is the Punisher in there? Yeah. Oh okay. He's I, I put him in the alley. Oh okay. Because you know that's what Punisher does. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah he does. He, yeah. But no, the Punisher is great because he's got two big guns. <laughs> <laughs> Punisher. I'm soured on Punisher, man. Well, that's because the just Juds because the Judds have like adopted him as like their patron saint but, and and i don't know how you get him back but even the creator of the punisher is very outspoken on like no you guys you don't understand he would fucking hate you like, yeah he, the creator of the punisher has been like no 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 no. this is not what the character is about like the thing with the pun the point of the punisher is he's the anti-hero yeah like, he'll fight on the side of good, but he does it in such gruesome ways that you could make the argument that he's actually a villain. He also slaughtered police officers in the comic. Jesus. Like, he hated cops. It was a known thing in the comics. Didn't he used to be a cop in the comics? No, he was a war veteran. He was a war veteran. Yeah. Okay. 
but the city was corrupt. The city was corrupt. And he decided to, and he lost it. His wife and his kid were killed due to the corruption. His right, wife or and kids got uh, <clears throat> killed in the crossfire of like a mob hit or something like that, if I'm remembering correctly. And then, like, I think the people got off because of some corruption, and then he, like, snapped and decides he needs to, like, punish the bad I mean, people. just how weird is it, though, that, like, that character is the one they've adopted as, like, their patron saint? Well, it's because it's the sole I reason. I get it. The sole reason is he uses guns, and they like guns. Yes. And he's not afraid to use, like, deadly force. Yeah. And that's, like, they get off on it. Yeah. Like, they don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah. It's very weird. Mm Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird, man. The thing that's nuts is, like, you talk to these people and, like, people get their conceal and carry because they want to, they're like, well, if shit goes down, you know, I want to be protected. And it's like, we're not living in the fucking Wild West. Like, why do you think that this is some realistic thing that's going to happen? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, there has been an uptick in crime throughout the United States uh, as we've come out of the pandemic. I think that could be caused by a variety of reasons. One, people are going nuts sitting inside for two years. Yeah, and people are finally coming outside again. Yes, um, but there has been an uptick in crime. The thing that drives me nuts about crime and what people think needs to be done about it, like throwing more money at the cops is not going to stop crime. Yeah. It is not. Like, They might arrest more people, but it's not going to stop crime. The way to stop crime is to stop poverty, period. Full stop, period. Most crime, not all, but most crime could probably be solved by changing economic conditions for people. I guarantee if you could... If you have have a job and you have the means to buy something, why would you steal it? If if it was possible to get an entry-level job where you were making... I, I would even say $65,000 a year. I would guarantee crime would virtually disappear. Yes. If it was if it was guaranteed, like you could walk into this job, you can make 65K. Yeah. And, and you know, you look at like inner city, like gang violence. Like, why do you think that's happened? Because it's all drug deals and stuff like that. And there's issues, you know. People need to make money to live. Yes. And when, you, when you're dealing in illegal activities to make that money, crime goes up. And we're living in a country that has institutionalized racism and yeah. a lot of other factors that are at play. And- yeah. But, I mean, really, if you want to take care of crime, you don't need punishers. No. You need fucking practical, common sense measures to give people real economic opportunity. We're just completely... But the thing is, we don't even have the patience for it in this. Hold on. I need my song. <laughs> We don't even have the patience for it in this country. Like, I could tell you, like, things you could do. And in 20 years, you would see a noticeable different difference in, like, crime levels, violent crime, and all this stuff. But nobody wants to wait 20 years. No. It's such a reactionary culture that it's like, oh, crime's going up? Oh, well, we'll just give more money to cops. Yeah. It's like, you're not doing anything. You're just putting a Band-Aid on a fucking open wound. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Well, the other, the other problem that we have is everybody is so fucking obsessed with punishment like they're obsessed with if you do something wrong and you get caught well it's not enough that we rectify the situation you need to be punished for yeah. it and it's i it's probably because we come from puritanical fucking nut jobs but like that's the other thing too where there are other civilized countries that are like no well our, our concern is not about punishment it's recidivism like let's make sure that this person doesn't do this thing again yeah but that's not good enough for us because we need punishment yeah and that's another reason why they're drawn to the character 
Anyways. Oh, thought we were off of it, but back on. I'm miserable. <laughs> um. Anyways. What are we doing? Oh, yeah. So here's the plan. We got the Ask Us Anything portion that we're going to get to. If we have time, we'll get into the movie today. Otherwise, we'll just have to do separate episodes. Yeah. So that's the plan. So we are going to do the Ask Us Anything here. Um, do we have anything else before we get into that little segment? I think that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, we could talk about the neighbor's yard. Oh, <laughs> let's save that. Okay, we'll save that. All right, should we do it? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Do it. Hello. General Kenobi. Okay, so, ask us anything. Now, I put it out on Twitter, not a ton, <laughs> on Twitter, but we did put it on the Discord, and we got a lot The majority the was from the Discord. It's all from the Discord. Yeah. Um, so, if you're on the Discord, you got to get a question in there. Um, so, uh, if you haven't joined the Discord, you should probably get on that. And I... I I'm willing to bet this isn't going to be our last Ask Me Anything. So if anything does come to mind, that's that channel's still going to be there. Yeah. So we got, I just opened up like a chat channel in the Discord and then asked them for some. And then for like a couple days, they were just throwing out questions left and right. You got to get on the Discord this week. Yeah. It's been a little quiet. Get on there, Adam. Oh, I was talking up Linda the other day. Right? Yeah. You didn't see that conversation? No. Where? Oh, Where? Where? I think it was in the general. Oh, you're doing a little Linda Ronstadt chat is what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, because Zet, he posted something that was like, uh, I'm guessing it's from the Wikipedia, where it says, uh, in 1969, George Lucas married film editor uh, Marsha Lou Griffin, who went on to win an Academy Award for her editing work on the original Star Wars film. They adopted a daughter, Amanda Lucas, in 1981. And divorced in 1983. Lucas subsequently adopted two more children as a single parent. Daughter Katie Lucas, born 1988. And son Jet Lucas, born 1993. His three eldest children all appeared in three Star Wars prequels, as did Lucas himself. Following his divorce, Lucas was in a relationship with singer Linda Ronstadt in the 80s. Fascinating. <laughs> and then Zet just wrote... Hot damn, so much to unpack in this paragraph. <laughs> and I completely forgot about that. Like, those two were dating. I think they might have even been engaged for a period of time. But then when you look up the people Linda Ronstadt have, has, have dated in the past, mm -hmm. like, she has range. Really? It was like Bill Murray, Jim Carrey. I think yeah, Jim Carrey. Steve Martin was on there. And then, like, Aaron Neville. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then Aaron Neville himself isn't funny. Is just whenever I hear the name Aaron Neville, I hear that voice. Yes, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in the middle of all of it, Jerry Brown, the governor of fucking California, two-time governor. Yes, like he was governor, and then like he took thirty a years ago. I think he ran for president unsuccessfully. Yeah, and then he came back like 25, 30 years later. Yeah, fascinating. I think it was stuff. right before. Schwarzenegger became governor. He was governor. He was governor after Schwarzenegger. Jerry Brown was? Yeah. He was He was in office as recent as like 2018. Oh. Yeah. I got a Newsom, Newsom replaced him. 
I'm assuming he retired. He'd had enough. Yeah, I'm but it up. Arnold was prior to his second time around. Okay. That is oh, wild. I might be thinking of someone else. That is wild that uh, she dated George Lucas. What did those two talk about? I, what does George talk about <laughs> at all? She, maybe she has a thing for denim and plaid. <laughs> God, I love him. Look at him. He's right over there. He's, He's the watching. Best. He is the best. Speaking of which, though, like, since you hung up that Linda Ronstadt poster, yeah. oh, I got those eyes looking at me every single record. She's looking pretty saucy. It there. is lovely. I also shared a Linda Ronstadt documentary that CNN put on to you and the Athorian historian. Oh, it is. It is. It's a good one. Yeah, I didn't watch it yet. You should. Maybe the Athorian historian did. He'll become the Ronstadt historian. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm just going to scroll through here. And some of them we can just answer, you know, just simply. Some of them might, um, you know, we might devolve into greater conversation. We'll just we'll go with it. Um, so Devin hit us with a bunch right away. Uh, first one, what is your mom's maiden names? Hey. Um, Fritz. <laughs> Fritz. Yeah. You know he's German. just trying to suss out our security questions. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, what's your mom's maiden name? Well, it's very common for here, but Anderson. Anderson? Yeah. Uh, that's a, that, you know, yeah. My mom's maiden name was actually Johnson. But I think I've told the story before. So my grandpa Terry, his name is Terry Anderson, growing up, we knew his dad as Grandpa Anderson and very Swedish. Like for anyone that's not aware, Minnesota has a very Scandinavian ancestry population. Yeah. If you ever uh, come up and visit, we'll uh, make you some lutefisk. <laughs> and some lefsa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Grandpa Grandpa Anderson was Swedish, like almost 100% Swedish. But my grandpa looked like Saddam Hussein. <laughs> like jet black hair. Oh, that's right. Black mustache. Yes. Olive skin. And like he has, I think, two or three other siblings. One of which, exactly the same thing. Dark features. Olive skin. And then his other siblings are like blonde hair, blue eyes, and very pale. So the thought is, different well, dads. It came to light. Yes. I don't know how it, it came about, but uh, we found out that Grandma Toots was going across the street and visiting the Lebanese gentleman <laughs> that lived across the street when Grandpa Anderson was out of town. Uh-oh. And so... Did, now, did they ever get divorced? No. Oh, no, no, no. So th did he die thinking that was his kids? I'm pretty sure. Well, I think that's probably the best for the yeah. best for him. Yeah. yeah. But then we found out, so <laughs> it wasn't enough. <laughs> Grimitutz apparently had some kind of fetish because uh, they, when they actually found this out, they did some DNA testing and they found out that my grandpa and his sister, who looks identical to him, actually have two separate dads. So there was a separate Lebanese gentleman that Grandma Toots was going and visiting, and that's where my grandpa's sister came from. <laughs> Holy shit. <Yeah. laughs> that's wild. Grandma Toots. Weird? Wild. Wacky, Wacky stuff. stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, childhood pet. I don't think we want to get into your childhood pet. Oh, history. well, I was, just, well I, I was just saying that to say, like, Anderson is a very funny name for this guy that looks like Saddam Hussein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, childhood pet. I had three cats. I mean, I had a holy trinity of cats growing up. Tigger, all well, Oliver was the first because he was orange, like Oliver from Oliver and Company. And then there was Tigger, um, and then Mittens was yeah. number three. Uh, my cat's name is Mittens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then uh, Oliver passed when I was like fifteen, sixteen. 
and we brought in Lynx. Lynx ruled. Um, he was cool. Um, then uh, we brought in a cat by the name of Webster. Yeah. Uh, Webster was not friendly. Uh, really was scared of people, like constantly scared. So I didn't know Webster very well. Oh, man, Webster. <laughs> um, then uh, there was Kirby. Kirby came along, and then there was Buddy. They Kirby and Buddy both passed of the same affliction when they were like five. Okay. Um, they had the urinary tract blockage. Oh, is that the like crystals that develop in there? Yeah. Yeah. And um, with Kirby, we paid to get it uh, undone. It was like two thousand dollars, and then two days later, got blocked again. Oh. So that was that. I had to make the decision. That's rough. Yeah, and then Buddy. Um, but now, and that happened with Buddy then recently, um, probably four or five years ago. Okay. Um, but uh, at the time, Buddy was living at my mom's because I got Sadie the dog. Oh, right. And so Buddy was living with my mom's. And Buddy was very uh, active and needed to play. And if he didn't play for a while, he'd like attack and stuff. So he went to my mom's to hang out with her cat, Tigger 2. <laughs> Um, now, Tigger, too, is the famed cat that I watched while her and Golf Mike took the uh, cross-country road trip. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so Tigger, too, um, has been here from time to time. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. He, I warmed, love, up. he warmed up quick. Yeah, I love Mr. Teagues. And uh, Ahsoka actually likes Tigger, yeah. too. And the thing with Sadie was she actually liked uh, Buddy and Tigger, too, as well. Yeah. Um, it worked out there as well. So. Uh, yeah, that's my pet history. My pet history, and I'm assuming so. Oh, and Munchkin the hamster. He rocked. All of those pets, I'm assuming you had until death, correct? Yeah. Well, when we moved out of the townhome, she actually, they went to my uh, cousin Patty. She took care of Mittens till Mittens passed, and yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, because all of mine, I think I've had one pet until they died. Otherwise, my mom was a repeat visitor to the Humane Society. Yeah. So our first cat, uh, I think it was five, was a gray cat named Stink. That uh, <laughs> Stink? Because I remember, like, I was five, and they asked me what I wanted to name it, and the cat, like, smelled because we picked it up from, like, the pound. Oh. So I was like, how about Stink? And they were like, all right. So we named it Stink. Stink. Yeah. Stink was cool. And then we ended up getting... Uh, we got another cat named Carmen, and I think that was, like, around Carmen San Diego. Carmen's yeah, okay. fucking awesome. I remember in first grade, we had to make, like, a book that, like, asked a bunch of questions about us. And, like, on the first page, you were supposed to put a picture of your best friend and oh, say, yeah. like, who your best friend is. And I wanted to put a picture of my cat, Carmen, and say, like, this is my best friend. It's my cat, Carmen. And my dad was like, you're not putting a picture of your fucking cat in that book. You're, oh, put, you're putting your little brother's picture in there. So I was forced to put Aaron's picture in the book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> oh, dads. They're so weird. <laughs> I know. Just a, a first grader just going, yeah, I want to put my cat in there. No, fuck you. <laughs> you will respect your brother. <laughs> Carmen was the best. Um, and then we had... We got another cat that I think was like a tabby or a, yeah, a tabby named Tawny. Um, and something weird happened between like Carmen and Tawny. They were both females. And th there was one day I remember like they were both looking out the same window and a male cat like walked across the back backyard like close enough. Yeah. And like, I forget which one hit the other one, but like the cats started fighting like the two female cats started fighting and they uh -huh. were like never the same 
Like they were, they could never be in the same room again. They could never. It was really weird. Yeah. So my mom ended up taking Tawny to the Humane Society after that. Um, I think Stink went to the Humane Society shortly after we got Carmen. Then it was Carmen for a long time by herself, and then oh god, who else? There's so did a- Carmen last her whole life? Carmen lasted a very long time. That was the longest pet I had up until now. Um, so yeah, we had Carmen. There's another cat in there named oh Sydney, and I we had Sydney for like a week. Jeez, because I think. The first time Sydney pooped, she pooped outside the litter box, and we found out she had worms, I think. And my mom was just like, oh, no, I'm taking her back. And she just, she just like, took her to the Humane Society after that. And then we moved, because we lived in apartments until f- fifth grade. So then when we moved into our first house, Carmen came with us. Yeah. And then we got <laughs> we got a dog, which we wanted for a very long time. Uh, golden lab named buck and my mom surprised my dad by bringing it home and me as a fifth grader i refused to go in the living room with buck because i knew we were going to have to get rid of it and i didn't want to get attached and then my parents were like no we promise we promise we're not going to get rid of this dog this dog's gonna be here and so then i came out and and met buck and then uh, we got rid of him like a year or two later. And Jesus. I think he was just like barking too much and causing too much trouble. And then we got another dog. This is a nightmare. Named Gretchen, who's a black lab. Or no, she was a German short hair, but all all uh, all brown. So really pretty. Um, and she, it was right around this time that Carmen, the cat, started peeing outside the litter box. And this... <laughs> This is when my mom, they started getting wise at the Humane Society, so she had to stop bringing the cats to the Humane Society, and she just started driving them down to the railroad tracks and, like, letting them out. And so Carmen was peeing around the house to the point where my mom was just like, nope, we're done, we're not going to deal with this anymore. And she just brought Carmen to the railroad tracks. But then when I came home from school, she told me, like, oh, yeah, Carmen ran away. Okay. Oh, no, there's plenty more. So then, uh, Gretchen. (laughs) This is going to be a nine hour episode. (laughs) After my parents split up, Gretchen went to live with my dad. But my dad, like, didn't get the house. So he was living in, like, a buddy's basement. And so he actually found, like, a a farm for Gretchen to live on. It was not, like, I I believe it, too. Like, my dad. It wasn't. Okay. My dad, like, hunts and stuff. So he knows a lot of farmers. And so, like, yeah. So. Correction went to live on a farm, and then my mom married my stepdad, and he had a dog named Jet, who was a Doberman, and that's when my mom, like, started keeping pets for the most part, because, like, my stepdad loved his dog, mm-hmm. and then we got, uh, my stepdad had a cat named Spike, who was all gray, who was really cool, and then, God, who, what else? There was, oh, we, that's when we got Toby. The Black Lab. Oh, okay. I remember Toby. And Toby was friends with uh, Toby was friends with Jet, the Doberman. But Black Labs are fucking nuts for their first, like, two years of life or whatever. Yeah. And then we also got, we ended up getting a Shih Tzu named Hercules, who just <laughs> never <laughs> shut up. Yeah, my mom loves pets, but she, like, grows tired of them and then just gets rid of them. It doesn't quickly. sound like she loves them. Yeah. <laughs> And then we got, uh, I got a cat for a Christmas present named Josie and she lived till death. 
So she she made it. She made the cut under the wire. There you go. Um, but then once my mom got pregnant, <laughs> once my mom got pregnant with my brother Sam, she took uh, Toby and Hercules. And while me and my brother were at our dad's for a week, she took him to the Humane Society. And so when we came back, she like didn't mention it. And I realized like a day or two later, and I was like, where's Toby and Hercules? And by this time, I'm like 17 or something like that. So I yeah. was like, I was able to drive and shit. And my, my mom told me like, oh, I took him to the Humane Society. Like with Sam coming and stuff, I just can't. It's dangerous having like energetic dogs in the house like that. And I got so pissed that I got in my car and I drove to the Humane Society and uh-huh. I like told them, you got my dog back there. My mom like brought our dogs in. I'm bailing the dog out. And so I was able to save Toby. Where was Hercules? Hercules was there, but I just... I, <laughs> well, it cost... I was 17 and they told me it's going to cost $200 to they get him They made out. you readopt it? Because they, they were like, well, we had to give vaccines and, you know, we can't just release him. We have to like... You have to pay. And I was like, I'll pay it. I don't care. And so like I had a job, but it's you know, a minimum yeah. wage job. So I bailed I bailed Toby out. And but then, then he my, went to live at your dad's, right? My mom was so pissed that he went to live at my dad's and my dad was like trying to and my dad had just moved into a new house and like kind of by us in Grove Heights. So he was like, Well, he can stay here for a little while, but we're eventually we're gonna need to find a home for him. But then, like, within a week, my dad was, like, in love with the dog. Yeah. So Toby stayed until, like, his hips gave out and we had to, like, put him down. I met Toby. Yeah. Yeah. Toby also got shot at our cabin. By the crazy neighbor. By a crazy neighbor, like, five times or something like that. And pulled through. And he was, like, an 11-year-old black lab. Pulled through that and went on to live, like, two more years. Yeah. And then eventually, just, like, everything gave out on him, so we had to put him down. Yeah. And now you have Izzy. And yeah, and now we have Izzy. But when Bree and I moved in together and she started talking about having a pet, I was like instantly like, I don't know. No, I don't know. Because I just associate like if we get a pet and I get attached to it, it's going to disappear one of these days. How much? How much? It took a minute for Bree to process like, oh, that's why you're kind of weird about like getting a pet. When you went to therapy... How much did you talk about your mom? Well, I remember the first time we I went to therapy. It was right after my parents split up in like sixth grade. And uh, the therapist was asking me, like, how are you processing the divorce? And uh, I was like, well, it has a sixth grader. I was like, yeah, you know, well, it's, you know, it wasn't really a surprise. My parents were like not hanging out much together anymore. And I was like very kind of. I was able to hold that together to that point. And he was like, so what's changing during this time that's really like kind of affecting you? And then I brought up Carmen and I like broke down (laughs) in the therapist's office. So I think he was like, I think maybe we should talk a little bit more about this. Man. Yeah, that's a haunting, harrowing tale. Yeah. That's a lot, man. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Street you grew up on. (laughs) 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 Favorite grade school teacher? Let's skip those two. Uh yeah, I don't honestly I don't even know my favorite grade school teacher. My mom, I'll say this. My mom was actually my grade school principal. That's right. I forgot about that. Yes. And she had been a principal before, but she was running um, something else. It was a private Catholic school, grade school, and she was doing something for the church. She was like the director of something. 
But the principal, like, up in, I don't know, I can't remember if they got fired or if they just quit in the middle of the school year. And so they were like, went to my mom, they're like, you have a master's in education, this and that. You know, you've been a principal before. They asked her to do it. She did it, and she stuck throughout for a long time. Um, but I was in fifth grade at the time. Okay. And I remember it was in the middle of the day, and all of a sudden the announcement fucking PA system came on and announced my mom as the new principal, and all the heads turned <laughs> <laughs> and looked at me. So it was, it was maybe it was sixth grade. But regardless, my mom was actually my principal. Yeah. Which is weird, wild, wacky. Did you ever get in trouble from your mom when she was your principal? Not a ton. I kind of got on better behavior at that point. Well, you would kind of have to, Yeah, I I mean, you could bring it home, you know, (laughs) (laughs) my entire life. Um, But yeah, I don't don't remember a favorite grade school teacher, though. And I I hated school. Yeah, school sucks. I hated it. Yeah, and the street I grew up on fucking sucked. So, um, Zet asked how we afford all the Legos and toys, even the side gigs. I think we briefly touched on that. Like, I work a lot. Um, I don't have kids. Um, Not having kids is a big one. It really is. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I've also, like, locked down and I don't go out to eat anymore. So, I just eat, like, blandly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, um, all my joy is is derived from the toys i yeah. buy so there's that um yeah i don't know i it's it's i i do have to work for them quite a bit to mm-hmm. get them um so it's not like i'm just like uh you know it's not like these fucking 500 dollars sets fall out of my ass <laughs> yeah. you know i'm just like i can do this whenever i want no yep. i'll put it on a card and then i gotta pay it off you know so yeah i do work a lot um Adam, I don't know. Well, I mean, a big part of it comes from, like, having a significant other for 12, going on 12 years. Yeah. Like, splitting no rent kids. and mortgage. Yeah. And no kids. Yeah. And since the pandemic, like, Bri and I used to go out a lot. Like, try new restaurants, go to concerts, comedy shows, like, all that stuff. And, like, once the pandemic hit, we just, yeah. like, stopped doing all of that. Yeah, you know, and I think about, like... In my 20s when I didn't buy shit like this and what I would do is I would go out on the weekends yeah. and I I think about like the bills I'd rack up in like drinks and stuff like that. And you're like spend a couple hundred bucks a weekend just that you don't even really have because yeah. you're fucking tw- in your 20s. You're not making dick. Um, Man, I wish I would have spent those buying Legos. I know. Man, it's insane. like if if I could go back in time and just like 25 year old time, be like, hey, you should actually go to Target. And instead of uh, drinking this weekend and then paying for a ridiculous cab fare home, you should just buy this Lego Rebels ghost set and just buy one of those on loop for the next couple months. Yeah, because it's going to be the best investment of your life. <laughs> it's like hitting Bitcoin when it was like a penny. <laughs> I wish I had a Lego ghost. set. I know. It's a 500-piece set, and the fuck, if you have one that is sealed up, it is like 800, 900 bucks. It's ridiculous. And it was like, what, was like an $80 set? Yeah, something like that. That's a good investment. Yeah. That's a hell of a, like, if I knew what, if I knew that, I would literally have just bought them and just shoved them in bins. Mm-hmm. I would have bought them every single time I could afford one. I, I would have maxed out credit cards buying these things. <laughs> I would have. Yeah. It's br- the great thing about legs. I'll say this. I know, you know, it's like, holy shit, they spend a lot on toys. and stuff. Yeah, we do. You know, I do work for it. But the good thing about Legos, and you've said this before, this Daily Bugle set, little spendy. It was a hell of a fun time to build. It looks fucking awesome. If I ever wanted to, 
I could tear it apart. I could throw it back in the box, and I could easily break even on it. Oh, easily. Yeah. And, that, that's... and even this one, though, the thing about this one is the minifigs are ex- rares and exclusive. So I could take that Daredevil minifig. It's a fucking minifig, and I could sell it for like 25 bucks. Yeah. Just, a, just a minifig you could sell for 25 bucks. Most, I think most sets that is true for. Like if you get sick of it or whatever and just want to sell it, even if it's open, like most sets you're going to break even on. There are ones yeah. that like for whatever reason they don't hit as well and those like you can't, but for the most part you're going to get at least something for it. Yeah, them. especially Star Wars sets yeah. too. Star Wars sets from what I can tell since getting into it they hold their value at least. Yeah. Um, well, and I was just going through my brother Sam's old Lego sets that my mom gave to me and like all of them are torn apart and like mixed together in a bin. So I have to like do inventory yep. on them. But I found uh, what's Aerosmith's daughter from Lord of the Rings. Oh, Arwen. Yeah. Yeah. Arwen. Liv Tyler. I found like, the Lego minifig of Liv Tyler and I was like, oh, I wonder how much this is. And I looked it up on eBay. That minifig alone is selling for like 45 bucks. It's a fucking minifig. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't stress that enough. It's a fucking minifig. So if you're ever, like, curious about these and, like, you're, like, debating on a set um, that you're like, fuck, man, it's expensive. And trust me, I've been there. But the thing is, go to BrickEconomy.com and, um, you know, uh, let's look up the Tower of War thing set because I've long fetishized this set. Let's take a look at it right now. So we go up 10237 Tower of War thing. It retailed for $200 and it is now... At about $500. Cheap. And that's cheap. I mean, mostly you're going to find them around 600 sealed. Yeah. But if you go down to the bottom here, it shows you the minifigs. So there's five minifigs here. Okay. Listen to this. Agrima Wormtongue. Now, Agrima Wormtongue, Adam, I don't know if you've... Have you seen Lord of the Rings movies? A long time ago. Okay. Agrima Wormtongue, sycophant for fucking uh, Saruman. Hit the minifig for this guy. Is going the value a hundred and ten dollars? That's insane. The set itself sold for two hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, you haven't shared that story yet. We can get into it, but I could take if I get that set, I could take it out. I could fucking sell that green work a hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, that's a fucking great investment. Yeah. And I can guarantee you, I don't want that set for green worm tongue. Yeah, I want it because I like the fucking tower. Yeah. Here you go, Saruman. 50 bucks. 50 bucks for a minifig. Uh, here you go, an Urukai. Just an Urukai Orc Warrior. Standard Orc Warrior minifig. 35 bucks. <laughs> so those three minifigs alone are basically the value of what the set was originally retailed for. I know. It's fucking absurd. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, dude. Here you go, Battle of Helm's Deep. I would love to have this one. Now, this originally sold for $130 retail. Uh, it now goes, on average, for about $500. Yep. Uh, let's go down to the minifigs take a look. I just... <laughs> Here you go. King Theoden, 62 bucks for a fucking minifig. Uh, Haldir, he's an elf, 38 bucks. <laughs> Aragorn, 31 bucks. I'm telling you, man, they're not a bad investment. It's bonkers. So if you're ever sitting on a set, though, like maybe one that's going to retire soon, let's look up the A-Wing because I missed out on the A-Wing. Um, and I, God, man, they dropped it down to 160. They still got that one at Nerd and Out. Yeah, but the box looks like shit. 
Uh, let's see. A-Wing here. Trying to find it. Where the fuck is this thing? The UCS A-Wing, too, by the way. Yeah, it's the UCS A-Wing. Uh, the last retail it went for was 160 They dropped it down as they were retiring it. It's still on the website, but I don't think you can get it anymore. It says out of stock. It's been saying out of stock. What the fuck is the set number on that? A-Wing UCS. Because this one is fucking... I, I look at it, and I'm just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. It's so funny. Okay, so 75275. Here we go. A-Wing Starfighter. So it was originally 200 um, it's basically retired at this point. If you do find it on the Lego website, it's got a deal for 160 So hit that refresh button. <laughs> um, so right now, it the great thing about Brick Economy is it's got a forecast model here. God, they're probably bored with this. But so $200, right? It tells you by, you know, like this time next year, it's going to go for about three. Right now, it's going for like 300 I mean, that's going to, and it's going to keep climbing in value. But the thing that I think is hilarious is the minifig. Yeah. It has one minifig in it. It's a generic A-Wing pilot. It will sell on eBay right now for $55. Yeah. That's fucking absurd. You gotta go get that from Nerd Now. <laughs> the box looks like shit, but like, who cares? You're gonna build it anyway. I think until they take it off the website, I'm not gonna invest in it. Okay. Because if it ever popped back up on the website, because they haven't taken it off the website. 160 bucks, man. Yeah, but... But, like, right now, if you go on Amazon or, like, StockX, it's, like, a $300 set. Yeah, but if you go... If that happens and then you go to Nerd Out and that thing's not there anymore, you're going to be kicking yourself. No, I can't get it. I the, can get it for that price. I think it's elsewhere. listed for 230 at Nerd Out. And if you it's offered 260 at Nerd Out. If you offered them... It's been sitting there for a couple of weeks. If you offered them 200 they might take it. Okay. Anyways, uh, so I'm just saying, if there's ever a set where you're like, God, that's... Look it up. See what the value of it might hold, you know, and... You know, some of these sets. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Lego sets. Um, not bad investments. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, and so speaking of which, there was a price alert because I track a bunch of Lego sets. I was tracking Tower Orthanc for you, and that thing, it's been selling for, what, $600, something like that? Roughly. Dipped down to 300 Yeah. And Which it, is absurd. It was for obviously like some kind of pricing error, but an alert came through, and I sent you a text right away. Yes. And I was like, hey, on Amazon, Tower Orthanc just dropped down to 300 And you said you bought three of them? <laughs> I immediately pulled over. I was like, I'm buying three. <laughs> now, my thought was, I'll sell two of them. Yes. And I'll sell two of them for 600 each. Yeah. And I got a free one. Yes. <laughs> and then you got a Grima worm tongue to flip, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, sure enough, it got canceled. The order yeah, did. This, and this happens all the time there was something going on on amazon that day because the authorian historian found a hell of a deal on jabba's palace there were a lot of sets that like w dropped yes. significantly significantly on in price and i don't know if these people are using some sort of like um algorithm or something to price their goods yeah i don't and know and something went wrong <laughs> um but it, yeah so anyways it got canceled and i was like fuck and I, really i just wanted one yeah, yeah, yeah i just yeah. want one for myself so you were like, well, no, call them and complain. Well, first, you always go to chat first. I went and, to chat. And chat never helps. I went to chat and I was like, hey, what, what's the deal? I've been waiting to buy this thing for a long time and I finally found a good deal on it. You know, this and they're like, well, we can't help it. Yeah. So I called them and I talked to a nice man named Gary and Gary was able to give me $200. I know. Just for nothing. Yep. Like I ne nothing ever went on my card. Nothing. Yep. And so he got me $200 credit, and I was like, well, I guess, I guess I'll go buy one. Yeah. You know? 
So there you go. Yeah. You're welcome for updating you on that. Yeah. So if you're ever on Amazon, <laughs> I mean, fuck Jeff Bezos. One, like, it, take advantage of them where you can. I did not even have to, like, complain. I don't, I'm the kind of person that will never be rude to a customer service right. person. I didn't even have to do any of that. Yeah. I was just like, is there anything you can do for me? I've been waiting a long time for well, this, I'm, and I finally found the deal that I wanted. Like, I'm never rude, but I'm persistent. So if someone says, like, sorry, there's nothing I can do, like, I'm going to be like, well, no, there's got to be something. Like, what do you mean there's nothing you can do? There's got to be something that we can work out. Yeah. Didn't and you get didn't you get something for like free once? Yeah. They like the I think it was the the Lego like Jedi turbo tank, like the juggernaut. <laughs> and it's like one of the only sets that has a Quinlan Voss minifig. OK. And I think the order got canceled or something like that. But then like. I t- ended up talking to someone on the phone and they were like, okay, well, you can just keep it. We'll reimburse you. Or like, I ended up getting charged more for it than what I originally, what it was originally listed or something like that. Really? So what ended up happening? I ended up getting one for like free. They like credited my account. <laughs> so the turbo tank, 75151. Let's see how much Quinlan's going for. 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There's a Luminar in there yeah. too. Know how much that one's going for? $83. Bonkers. That's a good investment. Yeah. You can also get Gree. <laughs> Lone Commander Gree. $22.74. Oh, but you know what? Know what, know what the real gem is? The Battle Droid. Yeah. That's going for a value of $1.48. It's a good set. Yep. Um, But yeah, so I mean, I, I, if you're going to get into collectibles, I can't advocate for Legos enough. I have. Because you can, you can open them, you can get click them together I, and they still got value i have read because they're all you buy them from third parties on amazon and the problem is like those third parties will list something and then if they sell out immediately they are able to go to amazon and be like this was a pricing error and just cancel every single order and then they're able to like relist it yeah i think one of the reasons why i was able to get that one for free is like my order got canceled but then it was relisted immediately for a higher price. And so I kept telling the customer support people, I was like, no, my order was canceled. And it was the reason listed was they were out of their inventory. But if you go to their store right now, they have some for an increased price. Yeah. And I just kept hitting that point until finally they were like, okay, fine. You can just take it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, so definitely if Amazon ever fucks you even the slightest way, say something, because you'll probably get something for free. Yeah. They don't care. Like, it's not in their business model to care. Yeah. Like, they just, you know, you'd be like, I'm canceling my Prime. They'll be like, no, here's $300. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, transitioning to this, Depressed Kenobi had a question. If you could spend the rest of your life living in a Lego set, which set would it be and why? Oh. I think the Bugle would actually be really good. No, why? There's a lot of TVs in there, yep. and it's got lovely bay windows. Yep. So I'm going with the Daily Bugle. Well, and that's a, it's a very interesting question. Is, is the Lego set functional? Yeah. Like, if you... Yeah, I mean, if you're living in it, I'm going to assume that the functions are also there, yeah. All right, I'm picking the Falcon. Ooh. UCS okay. Falcon? Okay, that's fair, that's you fair. You kidding me? Yeah. Fly around the universe in that goddamn thing? Sure. Well, you can you can come and you can land on the roof. Yeah. And then we can hang out. So I got the house, you got the ship. Well, does it also, is it to scale for a minifig, or is it to scale for, like, real life? Because if you pick the Star Destroyer, the UCS Star Destroyer, 
that's like living in your own goddamn country. Yeah. If it's for scale for like normal scale, but if it's for scale of a minifig, eh, that's a decent sized house at least. Yeah. I don't know. I think we'd say for scale by the set itself. So, um, yeah, like a Star Destroyer would actually be the size of Star Destroyer. Yeah. That would be fun. Falcon. Yeah. Oh, if they ever make a UCS Ghost, that's that's got my vote. I think I'd have fun in the Bugle. I would love hanging out in the Bugle. Yep. Good views of, you know, the skyline and stuff. Yeah. Oh, big bay windows. Hang out with all those minifigs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got protection there, too. <laughs> Cedar Cliff guy may have his bats, but I have, like, two different Spider-Man. <laughs> then again, I do have a Green Goblin running around. Yeah. That's not good, either. Yeah. Oh, we'll see some wild stuff there. <laughs> Uh, okay, Devin was wondering, though, uh, favorite live-action Star Wars moment and favorite animated moment. I think my favorite Ooh. animated moment for me is I'm all due respect to um, the the Mando arc to close off Season 7, but I'm going to go with the Bay Doors opening on Kenobi Yeah. Uh, after Satine's death. Uh, I think that was a moment for me that was... Ooh. You knew you were cooking with gas. Yeah. Then. I mean, that was a big episode, so that's mine. What's yours? <sighs> it's tough. One that's definitely up there is just the closing Ahsoka part from season seven, the, the series finale, Yeah, where she's dug all the graves for yeah, all good. of the clones. Victory and death. That whole yeah. montage is so good. Man, I miss that show. I was saying before we hit record that I miss yeah. the show. But... I will say... We're excited for Rebels, but I, I missed the show. The Mando superintendent getting hit by the shuttle. Fucking great. <laughs> that is up there. <laughs> Just plop. Also, floors back to Delaney and the Flusion Critters. And Fat Cat and yeah, the Jumbotron. <laughs> <laughs> People getting injured or dying is always the bet. Gear shift getting just dragged into the abyss of Geonosis. Yeah. Uh, favorite live action Star Wars moment? Again, so tough. I am going to go with, I think, man, I, there's so much in Return of the Jedi that sticks out to me as a kid. Like, I, it was just such a great fucking, well, yeah. it was such a good movie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the first time I saw a Super Star Destroyer in that movie, in, a, in, Empire, in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Empire Strikes Back, that Super Star Destroyer is so fucking cool. And there's shots where there's like, 10 Star Destroyers around it, and it's just fucking massive. Yep. So I'm going with that one. I love Super Star Destroyers. God, that one's great. I'd say... <sighs> the entire, like, the lightsaber battle in Empire with Luke and Vader, I think, is up there yeah. for me. Um, the what? En oh, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. I was going to say the end of Rogue One. Oh, Like, yeah. when you actually realize, like, oh, they're... Like, everyone is going to die. Like, yeah. every single person in this movie is going to die. It's a snuff film. Like, that was incredible for me. Yeah. Like, once that realization happened, I was like, they're actually going to do that. That's yeah. really cool. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, I mean, talking original trilogy, like, every all the stuff in uh, Return of the Jedi, just like uh, taking Shuttle Lambda, going to Endor, you know, like... There's, it's so cool. I love Return of the Jedi. Yep. I th everything about it looks great to me. Um, but Rogue One, I mean, if we're talking newer stuff, there's so many cool shots in that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, just not going to Jedha and that massive, like, Jedi statue that's turned over and, like, slowly, yeah. like, being lost to the sands of time. Yep. Such a cool movie. Oh, God, I love that movie so much. Yeah. Favorite non-Star Wars animated show? Um, 
that's kind of a coin toss between X-Men 90 series yeah. and the Spider-Man 90 series. I was series. just going to say the same things. They were great. Um, uh-huh. What about, like, other than that? I mean, then we're getting into, like, I think... I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had its moment with me. The real Ghostbusters had its moment with me as What about, a kid. like, adult cartoons? I mean, South Park in its day had... I haven't seen... I haven't been keeping up to date on South Park. I haven't seen South Park since, like, 2011. Yeah, I, but it was still good last when I was last yeah. watching it. Um, I don't know what the politics of it have been or anything like that well, I recently. I think the things that have come to light are, like, Matt and Trey are very, like... Very, very much Gen Xers. Yes. And so there's a lot of people that have pointed out, like, a lot of the things in South Park that seem, like, out of date or, like, out of touch, it's purely because they're, like, Gen Xers that think anything serious is stupid. Yes. Um, But, no, I mean, that had a moment. Beavis and Butthead are fucking great. Uh, Mike Judge is incredible. King of the Hill is a unsung hero. King of the Hill is amazing. so great. Um, and then like early Simpsons fucking slaps. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people forget that because Simpsons has long outlived itself. Yeah. But like seasons two or two to like nine or 10 of the Simpsons, they get some home run episodes. There is, there is a clip I showed Bree and Bree has like never seen a Simpsons episode. And I don't know, something reminded me of this scene. And I was like, I just got to show you this one clip. And it was like Homer gets kicked out of Moe's, which is his bar. And he has, he's looking around for a new bar. And the clip is of him in an obvious lesbian bar because he's just surrounded by women. Yeah. And he's like trying out this bar and he's like kind of like slowly looking around as music is like pumping. And he's like, wait a minute. Something feels off about this place. This lesbian bar doesn't have a fire exit. <laughs> Enjoy your death, ladies. And he like walks out. Yes. And breathe like, like after she watched it, she was like, is this show like this? Like, she was surprised at, like, yeah. what a s- kind of smart joke that was, because she yeah. always thought it was, like, toilet humor. Yeah. No, The Simpsons is actually really good cutting satire. Yeah. Um, first couple episodes, first episodes I watched when it came out of Rick and Morty. Also, I was very surprised at just, like, what a smart show it was. But that is definitely a show that, like, its fandom has done more damage than good. Yeah, the whole Szechuan stuff stuff was hilarious. Just uh, like people melting down because McDonald's is out of a fucking yeah. sauce. But like, if you tell me you're a Rick and Morty fan, I think I'm more cautious of you than I am excited to talk to <laughs> yeah. you about it. Like, uh, okay, so you're a fan of Rick and Morty. Like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> exactly. Do you enjoy watching it or is this your entire fucking personality? <laughs> yeah. Because if that's your fucking, eh, I don't know yep. where I can get along. Uh, I don't know. Like, God, you know, and also there's this whole thing of, like Simpsons did it first and all this thing. And South Park actually talked about it. Simpsons did it. Yeah. But like they've, they've predicted the future multiple times. Like they predicted a Trump, Trump presidency. Yep. There is one thing where, and I don't think it's ever referenced, but I think about it when I'm working from home now. Homer, when he works from home. And he has the little like the broom, yeah, the broom <laughs> and the drinking bird. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's actually pretty accurate. Yeah. Like, just try to do as little as you possibly can. So, yeah, early Simpsons fucking rule. Uh, Darth Clink threw a bunch at us here. So, overall favorite Star Wars character, I'll go with Obi Wan uh, or R two D two. Yeah, R two favorite robot R two D two. Favorite character Obi Wan. When I was a kid, it was definitely Chewbacca. Like, it, yeah. just original trilogy. Like, it was definitely Chewbacca. Yeah. But now that I'm older, 
in the entire saga, I'll go with Ahsoka. Just the okay. the arc that I went through with her. Oh, sure. All right. Now, this one, I think I'll answer for you and you answer for me. Okay. What character do you think you're most like? <laughs> now, because I, I, I don't think I can give a fair assessment. Yeah, I can't either. I don't know. Um, With you... Oh man, I I'll go with Bulio. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna end well for Win me. Win the war. <laughs> nah, you're you're kind of a smartass. You kind of remind me of um Benicio del Toro in the Last Jedi. I actually love his character. He's a great character. He's Jedi. a very funny character. Now I don't think you would betray people in that way. Yeah, but I, I just kind of like his mannerisms. Just kind of like, eh, you know, eh, let's go with it. That was like, I don't know why, but one line that I fucking love every time I watch that movie is like when the betrayal happens, and I think it's Finn or Rose kind of like reads him the riot act a little bit, and it's yeah. like, how dare you? Don't you realize what you're doing? Like everything's going to fail and you're going to do this and this and this. And he just looks at her and shrugs and goes, maybe. And then he like takes his credits and walks away. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but I'm like, fuck, that's awesome. Benicio del Toro is so cool. Yeah. In that. Um, for you, I would, you're like a mix of characters. I mean, you're not exactly like him. Yeah. But you're just kind of a mix. I can't think of one character that I'd be like, Oh, that's Adam. <laughs> I remember in fifth grade, one of my, like, friends that was completely obsessed with Star Wars started assigning people characters, and he got to me, and he was like, you're Ninyub. <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, I don't know. You get excited all the time. <laughs> I'll say this. Qui-Gon on Tatooine is very reminiscent to you, because it's just like... He's just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Let this kid do it. If it happens, it happens. Yeah, we'll figure not? it out. Whatever. You know, he's kind of just like fly by the seat of his pants. Throwing chance cubes all yeah, over the place. Throwing chance cubes and just be like, whatever. Yeah. So I'll go with Qui-Gon on Tatooine specifically. All just right. the whole like laissez-faire, like whatever the fucking happens, happens. Yeah. Because you don't really give a shit. Yeah. So that's you. God for you. <laughs> I'm trying to like. Fact- I'm like, I'm like a heterosexual C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what i was kind of going for if i'm being honest just so i like can get in my own head and like freak out over everything going on the closest i was gonna come to that is you are r2 whenever r2 goes <laughs> but yeah i think heterosexual c3po I think heterosexual c3po is actually a very very good choice because if we were in space and like trying to escape from a fucking star destroyer and the hyperdrive was out, I would be like, what the fuck? I'd be going the scene, nuts. The scene in particular that you're the most like 3PO is in Empire when Han lands on the back of the Star Destroyer and it goes into the cockpit and 3PO's just freaking the fuck out. He's like, this time you have gone too far, Captain Solo. The Empire may be gracious enough if we turn ourselves in now, like that type of thing. And I get that turned off. very much. Yeah. I think that's accurate. Or R2 when he's screaming. <laughs> Like when when my meds aren't working, I can <laughs> I'll be pacing around the house and yep. just like just just like you've heard of doom scrolling on Twitter. Where you're just like, you know, this stuff is just making you feel worse. But like I kind of just get in like a doom scrolling mood where like everything I think anything that can possibly go wrong will. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to like factor in your neuroses to any other characters. <laughs> it's it's most accurate three PO. It really is. Just beca- but then every now and then I'll just do something. You're like, holy shit! I know. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you could actually like take a breath every now and then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd be all right. Um. So in all of Star Wars, who has the goodest hood? Ooh. Let's make this a quick hitter. Um. <sighs> Dude, I gotta go with Tatooine Ben, dude. That dude owns being a fucking hermit, dude. <laughs> He's just cool, man. Obi-Wan is just the definition of cool in and out i'd say obi-wan just for the range because when yeah he's the tartakovsky when he's got the clone armor on yeah. oh god obi-wan and clone armor fucking rocks yeah he's very cool like if i wanted to dress like somebody it'd be him yep that's like the coolest dress i will i think i'll give like a huge shout out though as far as like hood goes to like clone commanders and captains yeah the unique clones like a rex or fordo and the tartakovsky like they look cool yep they look really cool. Who I will give it to for consistency? Han Solo. Because sure. he's in the exact same fucking outfit like throughout the entire yes. saga. He's got like the white shirt, black vest, and Dude, like stripy pants. In Return of the Jedi, after he gets unfrozen, his shirt is so pristinely white. It, oh, well, he's wearing a completely different outfit than he was frozen in. <laughs> was he? That's like a big blooper okay. or something. But that shirt. That he is wearing is like miraculously white. Yeah, yeah. Like when they're on the skiff going to the fucking Sarlacc pit. Look at his shirt. That man used bleach. Like <laughs> he took a brand new white shirt and then bleached it before he put it on. That yeah. thing is white. But even like in Return of the Jedi, when he's on Endor, it's the same outfit. He just has like a duster over it. <laughs> That's it. It's yeah. still like he's wearing the same stuff underneath. Here's one for you. Now, this wasn't asked, but worst hood. I have some Dexter Jetster. <laughs> Just the dude literally looks like the the drip off a grease pan at McDonald's. He pulls up his pants <laughs> yes. with his spare arm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if you could be part of the Star Wars universe, what would you want to do or be? I think I'd want to be a, a Jedi. Yeah, I guess I would like to hang out in the temple archives. Yeah. I would have fun there hanging out in the temple. Like if I could I, I put it this way. Um be part of the Star Wars universe. Let's just put it this way. Where would you want to hang out? I would want to hang out in the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Just because I'm really into the lore of things. And I think think I'd have fun there. The older I get, the more I feel like I would, I would much rather be a smuggler. Like Han and Chewie's lifestyle. Sure. Like they go to bars and just hang out and shoot the shit with people all the time. Like, yeah. Jedi's cool, but I feel like that's a much more relaxed lifestyle. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would just like to traverse. Like, I would. I would like to be like an archaeologist. Yeah. Uh, and go to like Dothramir, and go to all these fucking places. Like, I would just really get into the that's, ancient. That's societies. like that's the um, <laughs> that's the main like the root of our differences is I feel like we both like that, but you like going and investigating it, like people that have been long dead and seeing what a society would have been like uh-huh. where I want to go to someplace now and yeah. like talk to the people that are actually there and yeah. like get that firsthand yeah. experience. And that's so really, I mean, personality wise, I'm more of a historian and you're more of a like a sociologist. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You're, you're interested in the study of now where I'm as interested in more of the things of the past. Yeah. Yeah. Han walking into Maz's bar, I think is like one of the coolest things that I wish I yeah. could do. 
Man, yeah, I would like to go to a cantina though. Mm-hmm. Man, that big Dowatin. Yeah. <laughs> big old flopper. That song that's playing in the background, you know who's singing that, don't you? What? <laughs> you know when he goes into Maz's bar, there's that Gita Kuta yeah. Who's singing it? <laughs> it was a song written by J.J. Uh, Abrams reached out to Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like him and Lynn like singing that Is song. Is that guy ever going to run out of work? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, let's see here. If you were a Jedi, what color would your lightsaber be? I'd be a green guy. Green. I think. Yeah. yeah. I. I mean. I, I think blue is actually my favorite color. Yep. But I don't know. There's something about a green saber. That there just is hits. something though. Like it's the fucking Return of the Jedi phenomenon with me. When I green saber. When I played Fallen Order, because eventually you get like all of the crystals and you can change your lightsaber color to whatever. Like I tried going with like yellow for a while, and then I was like, oh, I'll go with purple. Purple's really cool. But then I just always ended up going back to green. Yeah. Like, I'd run around a little bit, but, like, there's something about that green blade. Yeah. The only other color that I think comes close is, like, every once in a while you see, like, a deep, deep blue. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, a rich blue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think green would be my first choice, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All righty. Uh, and then finally, Darth Quink, if you could be any type of cheese, what cheese would you be? <laughs> um, a cheddar. Cheddar? I like cheddar. That's your classic. That's a sharp... You know, well, a sharp cheddar. If I could be the cheese, a Parmigiano Reggiano. Okay, I'd like a good Parmesan. I'd like to be the Parmesan that's getting spread over a salad at Olive Garden. Yeah, they like, got the fishing. Yeah, reel. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope the table that I'm going to is very generous. So they're like, keep going, yep. keep going, and I'm just falling. I'm going, yeah. yeah. You know, so that'd be me. Yeah, both hard cheeses. Yeah, go with the soft ones. Uh, Matt, from from a certain point of view, uh, what's your favorite era of Star Wars? Now, I guess we could break this down into prequels, original trilogy, and sequel trilogy, yeah. and then there's some areas in between that we could probably cover. Um, my favorite era, I I gotta go with the prequel era, I guess. And leading into it and just all the machinations of the universe conglomerating into this one giant event where the Sith grab control once more. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah. The, I'll say this. So the the era that it's quickly growing on me is we haven't seen much of it, but it's the era of the Mandalorian. It's that era that is like immediately following the fall of the Empire Mm-hmm. to the new trilogy sure where like there is still like weird remnants like that first episode of mandalorian when he walks in to meet Werner herzog yes and there's stormtroopers but all of their armor is like dirty, dirty and yeah. dusty and shit like mm-hmm. that's the type of shit i love yeah it's like this where it's kind of disjointed and there's this weird sect that's trying to hold on to like yes. what once was and they're still trying to do like some of the traditions, but yeah. they can't do the same thing because it's not as polished. Yes. Like that, I think, is really cool. That's why I'm really excited about the Ahsoka series. One, because I love Ahsoka. But two, dude, she's going after Thrawn. I know. And there is going to be some cool Empire remnants that we're going to see yep. there. Like that, you know, with Moff Gideon was really cool, especially um, in the um, the final episodes of season one of The Mandalorian, the holdout. And just all that stuff with like the forces and dude, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, there's lots of eras though. Man. Yeah, I was super super pissed. So when I was at Cedar Cliff, I ended up going to I stopped by Hot Comics too on the way here. It is the first time Hot Comics had the Black Series Stormtrooper from the Mandalorian. And I was excited. I've wanted that for a while, but then I looked at it. It's completely white. Like the Stormtrooper Black Series from the Mandalorian. Like I was expecting a dirty, like mm-hmm. beat up Stormtrooper. Yeah. And it's like, it's exactly the same as a normal Stormtrooper. Yeah. That scene when they grab the kid after knocking out Quill is that is great, man. Yeah. It's funny. Yep. <laughs> it's like, what's it doing? They fucking hit it. Like, oh my God. Oh man. But then that IG rolls through and saves the day. Such a great fucking show. Okay, he's also got a couple fuck Mary kills. Um, this is gonna be really tough for me on both of these. Oh boy. Okay, so first fuck Mary kill. Pong Krell, Mebar Gascon, or Lobot. Oh god. <laughs> I would kill all of them. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I'm killing them all. I didn't they're all awful. I fucking hate Lobot. Have I told you that? Yeah. Uh I don't know why. Gonna, I just hate that. Fucking I'm gonna end guy. up marrying Lobot. Uh uh I'll fuck uh Gascon. No, 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 no. Gascon's getting killed. <laughs> yeah. I you can would, I cannot stand that guy. You think Pong Krell is worse is better than Gascon? Uh, Pong Krell, I bet, could throw down in the bedroom. So Oh my god. Yeah. He's okay. got he's got extra arms. Sure. He can do all sorts of shit with those guys. But Lobot, he's a loyal servant. I'm I'm sure he would make a lovely partner. Sure. And do you know you know the what else that actor is known for? I forget the actor's name, but the guy that plays Lobot. I don't know his name. He's the principal in Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I fucking hate Lobot. Also bald. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then finally, uh, Satine, Asajj, and Tekla. Oh. He did apologize to me for this one. Uh, I would marry Satine. I'd fuck Asajj. And then I would marry Tekla. <laughs> <laughs> I can't kill her. <laughs> this isn't fair. You got to not... pick one. <sighs> I think we're both fucking Asajj. I think that goes without saying. I can't kill Tekla. But next to Satine? I guess. Yeah, you're right. I guess that's what... Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, Tekla. Sorry, Tekla. I mean... Victim of circumstance. Any other lineup, it wouldn't go this way. I mean, fucking Padme got her killed without... You know, <laughs> that didn't say anything about yeah. it. Yeah, is Tekla dead? <laughs> is Tekla dead? Yeah, they found her body. <laughs> then and I, never mentioned again. I wonder if she even bothered telling her husband and children. <laughs> she just <laughs> never brought it up to anybody. Within like thirty seconds, hearing that her and Anakin are having some piddly fucking argument <laughs> about the fact that Rush Clovis exists. Yeah, God, they suck. Anyways, um, yeah, okay. We good on that one? Yep. All right. Uh, do you guys like your spaghetti sauce smooth or chunky? I'm a smooth guy. Oh, chunky guy. All right. I like uh, 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 bolognese. Is that the meat sauce? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What's oh, your... I know chunky. That's got that E. Yeah. What's your favorite pasta to go with your sauce? I'm a spaghetti guy. Spaghetti? Big spaghetti yeah, guy. That's a classic. Yeah, I'm a classic guy. I'm a classic No type. rigatoni for you. Nah. Um, yeah, I guess if I had to go with the second one, huh, that's tough. Angel hair? Eh. I don't know. Penne? Penne, yeah. That's good. That's another classic. Yeah. I like a good noodle. What about ravioli? Nah, not really. You don't like the stuffed pastas? No. no. I like standard noodle. Oh, I like a ravioli. 
You're ravioli yeah. guy. All right. <laughs> uh, Zet was wondering: Is Quinlan Voss awful, and should he die a painful death? Um, I think this is referencing um, the shit with Asage. Yeah. Um, that was never covered, but it is in a novelization by Christy Golden. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. I you know he he kind of did her dirty, but you know what? In the end, uh, Asage was redeemed. Um, it's just sad we didn't get to see on screen. But yeah, I mean uh, Quinlan. The thing with Quinn Lavos is like, yeah, I'm annoyed by him towards the end of uh, the novel, but I would say she told him he had to go to yeah. these to do to these depths to defeat Dooku. So she didn't deserve what happened to her, um, but she was redeemed. But it's just like I can't fully hate him just because he was doing what he thought he needed to do and what he was told he needed to do to complete his mission. He would be a very interesting character to get more yes, more uh, stories on. Sure. Um, what do you guys get out of Star Wars and what does it bring for you? I don't know. I, it's kind of escapism for me. I like, yeah. I, you know, I like daydreaming. I find, I've said it before, this world's boring at times. It's either boring or just miserable when you read the news and I don't know, just like, I don't know, just the, the complete lack of humanity that people have for people that are different than them is very depressing and sad at times. And I think um, it's nice to get away from it and think of something where all things are possible and things are unique and different. Yeah. So well, that's what it does for me. I think, like, I took something out of it differently when I was a kid than I do now. Like, especially as a kid, like, just the original trilogy it's very much like just a classic black yeah. and white good guys versus bad guys, but they did it so creatively and differently that yeah. I thought that was just incredible. But as I've gotten older now and there's more and more stuff being thrown into it, especially with clone wars, like the focus on balance, I think is something that I really love now. Like, cause now there's so much more to like the Jedi weren't necessarily right. And the empire is not necessarily right, but the right answer is a balance and the force itself is more about the balance of light and dark. Yeah. And if you go too far in either direction, the balance gets shifted and then bad shit happens. Yeah. So like finding a balance, I think is a great moral that the saga presents. Yeah. Um, there are gray areas in many things in life. And unfortunately people often refuse to look at grayers and only look at like black and white like black and white yeah um following up the quinlan voss stuff uh matt from a certain point of skew uh are dryden voss and quinlan voss cousins and how would they get along <laughs> at the family picnic <laughs> i i don't know dryden voss and quinlan voss uh if they were cousins and they're at a family picnic because i don't believe they are cousins canonically they are not related i don't think so they aren't um but i couldn't more you know Dryden Voss at a family picnic would scare me because he'd probably be like wheeling and dealing with his uncles. And I'm pretty sure he'd probably execute one for not bringing like the proper like condiments or something. Do we know what's going on with his face? Is there like a like a canon explanation? Like, are those scars? Is they it must tattoos? be like I, I kind of thought it was like a branding thing. Yeah. Like, I you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think Quinlan, though, Quinlan wouldn't even pay him any mind. 
Like Quinlan at a family reunion would go straight for the bouncy castle. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like he would go for the kids area and just be like a fucking. He'd put on a show for the kids, and then he'd, he'd load, jump around. He'd pick the kids up and do flips. And then he'd load up a plate, yeah, scarf it down, jump back in until he throws up. Yeah, and I could see Dryden looking over and just being like, "I fucking hate him." Yeah, but I do think Dryden Voss has would have like really dirty deeds going on with family members and he would literally not be opposed to killing somebody at the family reunion if like oh uncle todd was supposed to bring the ketchup mayo you know like (laughs) but he brought ketchup and mayo separately well you can just mix it together and dryden voss stabs him in the neck yeah yeah um okay so let's see here um oh darth clink same question about the spaghetti sauce. Smooth or chunky, but peanut butter. I'm a smooth peanut butter guy. Chunky guy. Really? I love chunky peanut butter. You're a freak. <laughs> <laughs> then Liv just says, uh, build your perfect sandwich, actually. Ooh. Um, you know what's a good sandwich they haven't had in a while? I don't think this would be my perfect sandwich, but I'm telling you, man. Sometimes it hits. You get Wonder Bread, you get a slice of bologna, and you get a fucking slice of American cheese. You are not wrong it can be good it can be good i remember as a kid when i didn't understand what healthy was and i still (laughs) don't but like i'd be like mom i think we should start getting the turkey baloney (laughs) (laughs) a little fat guy trying to lose weight (laughs) there are certain sandwiches that just like for whatever reason just are better with white bread yes like a blt like i can only eat with white bread yeah like wheat bread or rye or whatever like Maybe better on other sandwiches, but like white bread uh, for a BLT, just oh, it's yeah. the best. Oh, it's good. But yeah, I think for other sandwiches, I'm a big deli guy. So anything yeah. with pastrami, oh, I love pastrami or corn. I beef. like a good meatball sub. Meatball sub's great. Fire. Yeah. Put a little mayo on it too. What about, I'm a big mayo guy, by the way. I about, love mayo. Oh, I'm a fan of sauces. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have the sauce. What about Rubens? Where do you fall on that? I'm lukewarm. I'm a Ruben. Oh, I love Rubens. Yeah. Yeah, sauerkraut, pastrami, rye, or pumpernickel. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Your last experience with sourdough, though, weren't a fan. The Thick Burger. Try the sourdough Thick Burger at Hardee's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Racco Hardee's. Yeah, it was, yeah, nothing special. It's too bad that Hardee's fell off. I know. They used to be strong, I thought it was top tier. Yeah. Apparently not. I gotta give it a whirl. There's only one left. Just standing tall there off of 94. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Getting all that sweet trickle-down business from the soccer stadium, I guess. (laughs) See that star every time I drive by. Um, I miss the old Hardee's logo. Yeah. It was just like orange and blue. Yep. It was just Hardee's. (laughs) Hardee's. I like like the weird squiggly cowboy hat that Arby's has for a logo. That does rock. Now, there, (laughs) I'm telling you, you get yourself a Big Montana. I don't know if they have Big Montanas anymore. That's the giant roast beef. The giant roast beef. You get it with horsey sauce? Horsey sauce! Horsey sauce! Oh, that's a tang that hits. Yeah. Oh, I got to get one of those one of these days. God. Okay, sauce-wise, horseradish, severely underrated. Yeah. I love horseradish. I never liked horsey sauce as a kid. Yeah. But as soon as you give it a whirl, oh, oh my God. If you get the just the right amount that hits the back of your throat, <laughs> just clears out the sinuses. It's a sting, baby. <laughs> it's a good sting. It's the best. Yeah, it is. I got to get some Arby's, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Arby's is so good. I don't care what anybody says. They're all, well, it's not even real beef. I don't give a fuck. I don't, that I, beef rules. I never understood that joke of like Arby's being a shit restaurant. Because like as a kid and even no. the last time I ate there, I was like, this is not, not bad. <laughs> and when you go in and order, just look in the back. You see the meat cutter. Yeah. It's yeah. just going to town. <laughs> it's just slicing <laughs> off that beef. It's so good. Ah. Uh, Okay, um, if you were a Padawan, this is from Devin. If you're a Padawan, who would you want as your master? I got to go with Qui Gon. Yeah, I think I think we're both in unison on that one. If I had, if he's ha- a cool dude. Other than Qui Gon, other than Qui Gon and Obi Wan, so like none of the main guys. None of the main guys. Well, like your m- main characters. I was gonna say Yoda second. Yeah, not Yoda. Just because he's blasted all the time. I think <laughs> the be background funny. guys. <laughs> and then he said this. You know, like, <laughs> just go talk to the other Padawans about how your master talks in riddles. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, none of the main guys. Um, I'd probably go like Plo Koon. That's what I would go with. He'd be cool, dude. Plo Koon would be good. What about Ayla Sakura? <laughs> I don't think I'd get anything done. <laughs> I would not get anything done. <laughs> looking at that midriff all day long i'd be dude if you were like a 14 year old padawan like trying to like suppress emotion and oh dude i would be so horny all the time around her if it would not be cool i don't know how she's allowed to walk around the temple like that driving all those padawans wild gotta be able to express their culture freely and that may be in dress you know yeah you know we're not gonna cover her up oh of course no she's gotta be free to express herself those poor padawans god just <laughs> she's walking by again all the eyes just eh. <laughs> i also think it'd be cool to be with someone just like off the wall like yasriel poof yes like that guy <laughs> or uh <laughs> just imagine if you're a yasriel poof. i just constantly like what's going on here huh <laughs> like, like what the fuck how do you move <laughs> like an eight-year-old human boy it's like <laughs> and your your jedi master is your assisis <laughs> that weird yeah. snake guy or Jedi Master Thumb. They're like, so are you a Yoda or what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Liv also said, besides Kelsey Grammer, who else do you want to see in Star Wars? <laughs> I actually responded Liv. We want to see Liv in Star Wars. Um, Kelsey Grammer is up top. You know what would be a hilarious cameo? That would just completely take me out and probably ruin whatever I was watching? Tom Hanks. <laughs> that it really <laughs> was. Tom yeah. Hanks rolled through a Star Wars movie, I'd be like, this is weird. I think, wait, is Colin Hanks, I think he, like, made a guest appearance in one of the Star Wars movies. Probably. You keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but if I if I was being serious, like somebody who I'd want to see in Star Wars, um, I haven't counted the days in a while, but we, we need John Cena in Star Wars. <laughs> we, need, we need, you can't see me. We want to see him in Star Wars. Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, I would like to see, like, John Malkovich play a God, similar... that would be great. You know who he would be great as? Uh, Werner Herzog's role in The Mandalorian, the client or whatever. Yeah. I could see Malkovich, like, hitting a home run on that. But I want to see... No, I, I want... like Herzog in the role. I want Malkovich to play the rebel equivalent of that Werner guy. Herzog. But I want him to be, like, a shady dealer type guy. Who just like has business come to him and he just sits at his table. I disagree. I want Werner Herzog or I want John Malkovich to be like a member of the rebellion that is just off the fucking rails. Because sure. every member of the rebellion, it seems very put together and serious and like 
kind like very reserved and i want melkovich to just be like no burn these fucking assholes to the ground yeah that's what i want for melkovich sure melkovich would be awesome though he would be he's a great character actor kelsey Grammer up top yeah david high pierce yes <laughs> no if kelsey gets in there yeah Kelsey and yeah, Kelsey and uh, fucking David Hyde Pierce doing some sort of combo role. <laughs> yes, like all oh, the hilarity that would ensue. Throw throw Moose the dog in there too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Moose. He <laughs> passed um, recently. Didn't you he? did. You did see who got announced that they were cast for season three of The Mandalorian, though, didn't you? Uh, I think I said. No, I'm drawing a blank. Go ahead, Christopher Lloyd. Yes, and I'm very curious to yes. see what's going to happen. Body. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be great. <laughs> um, did you look up the Colin Hanks? Yeah, it doesn't look like he was. Okay. I swore he was like a Naboo pilot or something. Maybe it was Chet Hanks you were thinking of. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was. He's wild. Have you ever seen him about this Chet Hanks guy? Oh, yeah. He's something else, He's man. nuts. What about LD? Could you see him in Star Wars? <laughs> it would take you out of it too much. Yep. <laughs> Just like Tom Hanks, I'd be like, dude, you're too yeah. ingrained in being... I'm surprised I can still watch like a Tom Hanks movie yeah. and get taken out of myself because I, Tom Hanks is just such like a Americana. He's just such a personality. Yep. You know, like he is able to do that, though. Like every movie I watch with him, yeah. you're able to be like, OK, he's someone else. There's people that hate the movie Forrest Gump. And I, I'm just kind of like, you don't like it? No, 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 no. I like I like the movie. Like I. I can understand why certain people don't like it. Is but... it is it just the whole kind of like too uh, self-aware for people? It's too self-aware. It's also like people have viewed it as like baby boomers just jacking themselves off. Sure. It's like every monumental thing that happened in a baby boomer's life. So it's their, it's their little hit of nostalgia. Yeah. Well, to be fair, every generation, you know, has hits of nostalgia. Yeah. Also, I know because Forrest Gump is based on a, off of a book and the author hated the movie. Because the author, apparently, if you read the book Forrest Gump, it is very critical of the United States ah. in capitalism because the author meant it to be like, look at how successful this fucking idiot can become in this weird system that the U.S. has created. Yeah. And the movie just kind of took it and been like, no, he's endearing and this yeah. is a good system. So I guess the author was like, fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, it. I can understand what his point there. Yeah. Um, but I can't help also but in, like Forrest. Also in the book, Forrest goes to space. <laughs> oh, he does? Yeah. Or maybe that's in the sequel. I don't know. There's a sequel? To the, the, to the book, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Devin's curious. Who is our favorite golden girl? Ooh. I'm going to go with Estelle Getty. Uh, the mom. Well, uh... uh Betty White's character, yeah, she was good. From, from, uh, she's from uh, Saint Olaf or Saint Olaf, yeah, Saint yeah. Olaf, yeah. I'm gonna go with Estelle Getty, the mom, though. Estelle Getty is great. She was funny. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Uh, let's see. Or wait, uh, 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 oh, how am I blanking on her name? Uh, Maud, the one the woman that plays Maud, B. Arthur. Yeah, B. Arthur. Yeah, I Dorothy. Yeah, I love B. Arthur. She's good, and she was in Star Wars for Christ's sake. Yeah, she was. In the, in the worst property. <laughs> uh, favorite dinosaur? Now, um, I've long been a fan of the Allosaurus. Um, it's in the same, I believe, genus or whatever. I don't, I don't know it's my animal. Tinier. Yeah. 
It's like a smaller T-Rex. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's, rounder, it's like distantly related to the T-Rex. It's a rounder head, I think. Yeah, um, but the thing I like about an Allosaurus, if you go to the Science Museum in St. Paul, they have an Allosaurus. Yeah, they do. And so I just like that. And the way they have the bone set up, it's fighting something. Yeah. It's like fighting an Ankylosaurus or something like yep. that. I can't remember what it is. I have to go back. Man, I want to go look at those fossils. I love dinosaurs. Yeah. That was one of my first... The fir- Triceratops, they're fucking rocks, man. That was like my first obsession as a child. I like, love I remember them. being like four and getting a book on dinosaurs and being like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I still, in my head, I view them without the feathers. Yeah, I know yeah, they yeah. figured out this, like, oh, they probably had some feathers. Nah. Well, and then, like, nah. Jurassic Park came along, and then everybody's favorite turned into, like, T-Rex or Velociraptors. Yeah. So, like, Velociraptors really got played up into being badasses in that movie, but really, they're, like, a lot smaller than they actually were displayed yes. in the movie. Uh, I mean, there were pack hunters, but it, they weren't as menacing as they were made out to yeah. be. Um, they really went off. When that T-Rex fucks him up, though, that's... Oh, he oh, t- yeah. takes the one with the mouth and chucks him into the thing. <laughs> but other than your main, like, big hitters, um, the one that I really liked as a kid, it was, like, the one that kind of is like a turtle, and it had the big club tail. That's Ankylosaurus. Is that Ankylosaurus? Yes. The most recent Jurassic movie, I think Jurassic World 2 or whatever, like, they took a bunch of them off the island, and then, like, all these rich people, like, had an auction... Oh, I did yeah. not see that one. Uh, do you want to guess how much the Ankylosaurus was auctioned off for? <laughs> I distinctly remember complaining about this. <laughs> how much? $400 million. That's it? Exactly! <laughs> I was like, that's Steph Curry's Supermax contract for playing basketball. <laughs> yeah, have dinosaurs been extinct for a million of years? Yeah, $400 million sounds about right. You can't even build a fucking stadium for that much money in this day and age. Weird. Weird, wild, wacky stuff. Uh, other than that, yeah, uh, any kind of pterodactyl? Any flying lizard, I think, is Pterodactyl's cool. cool. I'm not super into the flyers, though. Yeah. Pterodactyls are big boys. Yeah. They're cool. They're that's very, the thing um, that's crazy, yeah. is they're yeah. huge. Uh, you can't go wrong with the T-Rex, though. <laughs> oh, T-Rex look, is cool. They do look so fucking weird whenever they land and they show them walking. Yeah. Because they're all, like, folded <laughs> up. And they like, look like a fucking triangle. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a kite. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like I like a T Rex, but I've I've always I was always the kid that like was like, well, the Allosaurus is cool too. They're like a T Rex, <laughs> or like or like the Carca, oh, what, Carnosaurus, I believe is one. There's other ones. There's like all these ones that are like similar to the T Rex and like distantly related. Yeah, that I just like their name better, and I was like, well, they're not as played out as the T Rex is. Yeah. The one dinosaur I feel bad for because it never made it to anybody's favorite is like Brontosaurus and Brachiosaurus. Yeah. Like now, which one isn't real? I one don't was like remember. some fucking archaeologist was like, "Oh, look what I found!" And he added some bones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just so he could say he found like the biggest fossil ever. The, I'm saying right now, yeah. greatest archaeologist of all time. He fucking rocks. <laughs> That's the thing about the dinosaurs. Like, no, I just want to find these fucked up crazy monsters, <laughs> yeah. man. It's awesome. Um, let's see. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to? Better Homes and Garden. Glamour? Glamour, yeah. <laughs> um, if you were a chick, who's the one guy you would sleep with? Ooh. George Clooney. Men type? Oh, George Clooney's great. Salt and Pepper? John Hamm. I was just going to say, John Hamm has always been yeah. like, top tier. He's very well coughed. You know. Um. Um. Oh. Oh. God. What's his name? He's playing. Uh. Uh. He played the like gatekeeper in Thor. 
I can never remember anybody's name on this goddamn thing. Oh, Idris Elba. Yes. Yeah. Idris Elba. Heimdall. Yes. Heimdall, by the way, is one of my favorite gods to pick in the game Smite. <laughs> oh, okay. He's got this cool thing where he throws his, his shield and he, Yeah! <laughs> Sorry, that didn't make any sense. But right Idris Elba, very attractive man. Yeah. Um, and then he says, also name that movie. So I believe that is from Step Brothers. Is, oh, yeah. yeah. That's when they start to become friends. Mo! Jin, my start. I was checking in. If you could marry anybody from the polycule, doesn't matter if they're dead, who would it be? I, I think, you know, Satine probably would have to be the Mary. I would marry her. I don't know. Like, so. In, uh, then I, again, I don't know. Like, I love Satine, but in, I haven't read much about her. But Avar Chris, the visual representations oh, I've seen of her. Yeah. She looks She'd like a great. She looks like a lady. And the thing with Satine is, I feel like, um, you know. On its surface, it sounds like the easiest answer, but maybe like Ventress would be like, because you'd get more alone time. Yeah. And like she'd only, she'd be like, all right, I'm here. Let's have sex. I would love it if and you, then... <laughs> if somehow we got a, a representation of you and Satine actually marrying each other and like her personality just like rubs you completely the wrong way. I mean, I love me some Duchess, but I'm pretty sure I'd go nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be like. Oh, she's yeah. going to first second she's in here. She tells you to clean up your backyard. OK, that was fairly fly me off specifically. The but follow up. You have to let Adam marry someone from the polycule. Who are you letting go? Oh, yeah. Um, so you have our Chris. You want to get our Chris? Yeah. yeah. Now, that'd be kind of like more of a, uh, a blind match, you know, because you don't really know a ton about her. I don't you just know she's a sussy minx. She's also a Jedi. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that'd be wild. Yeah, yeah you can. You, yeah, you, can, you can marry her. Yeah, that's fine. She can always come home. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, Zet. Uh, I have a real question of my own. What the fuck is the butt Charles stuff? <laughs> it feels like a Kelsey Grammer Fraser thing, but who knows? I'm slow. All I know is my better half gives me what the fuck eyes when she walks into the kitchen when the clone cast is on and there's a 20 butt Charles one. Um, so... Charles, I is, can't believe Zet has not gotten to that part yet. Because maybe he just missed that. it. Yeah, I think we've explained it, but sometimes maybe it just you know maybe missed yeah, it. Or yeah, something. yeah, it was kind of focusing on something else. Um, it's from X Men Three. Um, Kelsey Grammer plays Beast, and we were in the movie theater. We went and saw it at midnight, and when Beast is, he goes to the mansion. He's waiting for uh, Professor X and Aurora Monroe, who plays Storm, Storm. And Halle Berry. When they walk into the room, he puts down the book he's reading. He turns in his grammar-like way, and he says, Aurora, Charles. <laughs> in reality, he says it very, he's like, Aurora, Charles. Yeah. But somehow in our minds, it changed to Charles. <laughs> yeah. Aurora. And then the but Charles is just taking that Charles to its extreme and just being like, but Charles. <laughs> yes. It's and I don't know how we got it started on the whole but Charles. <laughs> Um, but then that. But here, here's the original. Aurora, Charles. Yes, that's the original. That's it. Yeah. But and then so you started saying but Charles. Yeah. That rubbed off on me. But then that specific thing that's from Book of Boba Fett when was it one of the Pikes? Yeah, it was a Pike passing when he shows up. Like, hey, let me in. I gotta talk to your boss. He says. <clears throat> It's like a whole line, but, but if you just in, isolate it to that, it sounds like he's saying "but Charles." It's in his language, and it hit my ear the right way. Yeah, I think you missed it, but I had you look it up, and I was like, "Dude, that guy said but Charles." Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Okay, you'll know here. Uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. We're hanging in there. Hanging in there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to see if there's any that I missed. You'll know. Do you ever eat lefse? I'm yeah. curious. Yeah, we we may have some. Uh, now I've never really ate lefse or uh, lutefisk. Looks awful. I've never had lutefisk. Do you know what lefse is? Is that like a bread? It's like a it's like a Norwegian tortilla. Okay, it's made of potato. I think. Ooh, yeah, that might not be too bad. My grandma used to make it. Lutefisk looks fucking awful. Yeah. Um. Also, what is in the box? Well, <laughs> we all know what's in that box. <laughs> yeah. Lots of bags of Legos. What about pickled herring? You ever have that? No. I don't eat lutefisk, but pickled herring, that is tasty. Ooh, Put that a on a cracker? One. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I think we're going to have to delay the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think we so. We went for a while. What are we at? Two hours? Yeah. Two hours and 14 minutes. <laughs> That's your full episode. God, we can talk about nothing for a long time. We really can. Um. Any final thoughts? No, just th- thank you, everybody who participated. We yeah. have to do another one of these, too. Yes, actually, it was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Um, we, will, yeah. we will get to the movie eventually. Um, we do definitely want to do the... We the, have to do the movie. We have to do it before Rebels. Okay. Somehow. And we're still we're still doing the baked 420 walk. So this is what we Crisis. got left. We had two open weeks. Uh, I did have a plan for one of the open weeks, but I think we're actually, we talked about it before, and we're going to try to roll that into the first episode of Rebels, because I feel like it would be a good transition Yeah, to put it in that first Rebels yep. episode. It would make sense. Yeah. There. Uh, so we will be in touch with the Holy Trinity on that. Um, so we got uh, two things that we haven't covered yet was the Crystal Crisis arc. And then we also have the Clone Wars movie revisited. And with the Crystal Crisis arc, are we recording high? We're gonna, yeah, we're going to get high. And watch it. And watch it. But then we're recording sober, correct? No. We are going to do live high commentary on it. Oh, so we're going to watch it while... Okay. While we're watching it, we are going to get high. Okay. We're going to be high. We're going to hit record, and then we're going to watch it and comment on the wild stuff. This is going to be wacky. And that one, um, now the thing with that one is, like, I have the files, and it's it's like, it'd be easy to do, like, a live commentary on the movie because you'd be like, all right, right now, hit play on the Lucasfilm logo. Yeah. This is a little different because it's just storyboards. So this one might actually be like a Discord exclusive. Okay. So we can upload the files of the show and maybe just dub over the, our audio file to it. Yeah, maybe. So We'll figure something out. We'll figure it out. I mean, I announced it. It just would be, if we're going to do a live commentary, it would be really tough for that to translate to everyone, you know, because yeah. they might have a completely different file than we have. I don't know. I'll have to look through them and just see if there's any like place markers where it would make sense. We'll figure it out. Yeah, so uh, those are the two things we still have planned, and then uh, and then we're fast approaching Rebels on May the 4th, which Can't I'm wait. looking forward to. Should be fun. Uh, all right, so you got anything else? Nope, I think that does it for me. 
Alrighty, so uh, I guess we can do this quick. Where can the listeners reach us, Adam? Send us an email. We're at clonecastpod at gmail.com. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at clonecastpod. Reach out if you want to ask us anything. We would love to answer in a future episode. Yeah, we'll do this again down the road. Yeah. Um, Also, get on the Discord. Reach out if you want the link to do that. Yes. Uh, Reach out to us on Twitter. Um... Shoot an email, something along those lines. We'll get it to you. All right. So uh, thanks for all of the support and for the follows. We love all of you. See you next time. Until then, may the tragic pet childhood be with you. Tragedy of Crispin's Day. 